What's going on? Welcome to episode 115 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Not much. Um, just happy not to be sick any longer. Yeah, yeah. so we missed last week because uh, you were sick. And unfortunately, I heard that you uh, gave it to our other co-host, Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Yeah, you know, uh, nursing it back to health, but the uh, the pipes are radiating. I'm ready for for the work ahead. Let's get. I don't want I don't want to hear about your pipe. Joining us <laughs> as well on this podcast in a in a packed house today is Josh. What's up, Josh? Hey, not much. Happy to be uh, here. Have, have you been sick? I have not been sick. I'm on a different coast, so Bilal couldn't get me sick. All right, nice, nice. Yeah, my Wi-Fi couldn't reach that far. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we, uh, Josh, since you're joining us, why don't you let people know uh, a little bit about yourself and then what kind of games you normally play, stuff like that. I am kind of a dedicated indie gamer. I play mostly on Switch, uh, a little bit on Steam, but yeah, pretty much anything that looks interesting and generally not AAA is what I stick to. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, that's good. I think that, I mean, Bilal and I tend to be kind of all over the place. Uh, when it comes to our, our game taste from AAA to indie. And one of the reasons we like having Kevin on is is Kevin fills a, a gap that we don't normally play, uh, which is the I'm not leaving the house for the next six hours genre of video games. <laughs> my soul, please. <laughs> All night long game. And so it's nice to have you on and, and to talk about indie games and have that perspective as well. We used to have a co-host, uh, R.I.P. Jen that used to be her she's not dead she's not i should have okay, like about that. to say no no no, no. she's still she, she, she she's, is in the pacific northwest and she is okay yeah what seems like living her best life yeah yeah so i'm, uh, I'm very happy for her yeah it's funny all it, all it took was her kicking the two of us to the curb for her to start being happy but hey, i mean te- technically all, all of us quitting the podcast got our lives back on track and yeah then, yeah and then here we back, are just back for more punishment all right. Well, listen, let's uh, get into what we've been playing. We do have four people on the show tonight, so we're going to try to move it as long as much as possible. Josh, why don't you kick us off? What have you been playing lately? Fire Emblem Engage. I've been pretty much oh. playing it nonstop since I got it. I'm about halfway, a little bit more than halfway done with it, I think, at like 20-ish hours. And that uh, released last week? Was it last Friday yeah. or last Tuesday? It did come out Friday. I wasn't actually able to yeah. pick it up till Saturday, which was yeah. murder because I just wanted to play it and I had to wait mm-hmm. several more hours to get to it. So, All right, so what are your... Tell me about this one compared... Did you play Three Houses? How's, I played how's Three Houses. Three houses? Um, the one thing I didn't like about Three Houses was that the whole school thing was interesting, but I got really tired of wandering around the school a few hours in. And I kind of felt like they were copying it too much from, like, Persona games, where they have the very in-depth school mechanic, and you spend days and nights doing stuff, blah, blah. Um, this one is a little bit more streamlined. It, it, you still have a, a, a base where you go, and you can do all these activities, like train your characters, forge rings, all sorts of stuff that's really vital to the game. But... Other than that, you can go on the world map. You can take skirmishes on for battle. You can do paralogs, main story. It's it's a good game so far. I'm a big fan. Did they bring back that weapon triangle uh, that's yes, like they so did. famous in Fire yes. Emblem? Yeah. Uh, honestly, it was a little silly that they got rid of it for a couple of games, but it's here, yeah. 
And how's the game running so far uh, on the Switch? Obviously, this isn't the game that graphically is that intensive and, and sticks to an art style that tends to work in these games. Have you run into any technical issues, or is it running? Uh, the only... No, not really anything technical. I mean, the Switch, sometimes you'll have, like, parts of a character's outfit, like, flip between their skin and their... You know, it kind of comes out of place. Other than that, I haven't had any issues. It hasn't anything where it, like, cuts back to the home screen, which does happen with some Switch games. It's been pretty solid. All right, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, especially after Scarlet and Violet and the Switch, just I feel like every new release that comes out, you know, Bayonetta, Scarlet mm-hmm. and Violet, every new release that comes out starts to show the Switch's age more and more. Um, I, I think Scarlet Violet, just speaking for that game, it was more they were trying this really ambitious 3D, fully 3D thing that they had mm-hmm. come up with and it didn't quite work on the Switch. I mean, it was very janky, but... Scarlet Fight is also pretty fun, so eh, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, tolerate. Right, so that that's the. I feel like that's the common thing when when talking about Nintendo is that like mm-hmm. they get away with a lot of this because they are Nintendo because their games are fun, and uh, I, I mean for me it's just starting to wear thin. So it's one of those things where like Fire Emblem, uh, came out this you know this past Friday, started getting some pretty positive reviews and anecdotally I saw people talking about it, talking about how good it was and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is the one that I I jump on, right? Uh, Maybe this is the one I try out. And then I thought about having to boot something up on the Switch and (laughs) was just like, no. I think think I'm more or less done outside of, like, Breath of the Wild 2. I just don't trust them anymore. And the, the entire experience of playing on the Switch just isn't for me anymore mm. as good as the games are the idea that i just feel like they could be better i think gnaws at me in the back of the, in my mind if we just had upgraded hardware um, that's not to say that that's the case with fire emblem uh because there are games and any games are a perfect example like any games are the are, are the games that i will play on the switch and have no problem right mm-hmm. um i just think that the switch as a whole <laughs> i'm just i'm ready for a new one yeah, they've always suffered from being like a couple steps behind all their competition hardware-wise. I, I acknowledge that. With me, the issue is less the games like Fire Emblem, more games like Splatoon, where you need mm-hmm. to play online, and it's not very stable, and it will cut out for no damn reason half the time. It's like, okay, why am I even playing this, you know? And I'm I Speaking Rob's Splatoon. language. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, mean, I, I was super... Splatoon, but, yeah, yeah, I was super, super excited for Splatoon. I, I own Splatoon, actually. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've played a single online match yet. Uh, and I'm like halfway through the campaign. Yeah, yeah. they and need so, to figure out a way to stabilize their their online stuff if they're going to compete. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, but uh, also, like, it's pretty obvious. <clears throat> Everyone is willing to pay for a, a more robust hardware, you know, experience here. Like, why don't they just make a four or $500 version, you know? Because... I, a lot of times it's not just netcode, it's not just servers, you know, when you're talking about uh, when you're talking about a PvP experience, like mm-hmm. when you have a great console, things work better. They just seem to, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think the easy answer is because they don't have to, because they yeah. continue to sell a, a ton and because their their main player base is is children and families and then mid to late 30 year olds who have nostalgia for these franchises right 
and who are willing to overlook overlook the problems. I mean, I'm just as guilty as as anybody else up until recently. And no, so I I agree that the, you know their 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 player base is baked in and everything, and they sell yeah. a lot of consoles. But you know, there's the the margin on their consoles isn't where you're gonna like you know make all the money that Nintendo makes. You know, they make it right. from their games. Right. It just makes sense. Like you know, you're not gonna make a ton from making a five hundred dollar console, but it would just it, it plays better. You know, when you have your uh, when you go to E3 and it's time to show off the new console, let the developers really ramp it up and show off some crazy graphics and show that your console's on on par with the other guys instead of just saying, well, we have Zelda and we have Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's all we really need. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, like I said, I think the problem is, is that. You know they don't have to they don't have to pour the money into r and i'm sure they already have you know but they yeah, don't yeah. have to they don't have to pay the cost of new component costs right because they can just take a gen behind and, and continue to do what they do where they stay a, a, a half if, step or full yeah. step behind the other console makers and, and i mean and technology's they, and, gotten really exciting yeah. since then too with like the dlss and the amd was yep it, super resolution i forget what they call it call it from the amd side yeah it's yes it's just yeah. a little embarrassing the steam makes a more powerful console than <clears throat> Nintendo. but that's yeah. all i'm saying right no Ag- agreed 100 yeah. 110 yeah um have you been playing anything else josh or just mostly fire emblem uh lately just pretty much fire emblem i was playing stuff before that for review but yeah i've been fixing on fire emblem right now if you can give it an impression grade right now off of what you played right now it's at least a solid b plus uh whether or not it gets higher depends on how the story the campaign ends and how good the dlc is because i'm gonna get the damn dlc because i always do (laughs) but you know i'd say if you're a fan of the series especially it's worth getting so you know all right nice uh kevin how about you i know you've been sick for more or less the past week actually almost the past week exactly yeah um, I've been sick two different times so been really kind of sick since january started in a way but um yeah no i haven't really played anything uh ex- i've been watching a lot of stuff because that's what you do when you're sick uh watched a lot of better call saul and stuff like that um yeah, I did get some Tarkov in the other day uh, for a second. Okay. Do you think that your recent bout of illness is karma for playing the most unfun characters ever in um, uh, the My Hero Academia collectible card game? Just because one random dude and sub- and in the subjecting. Discord said it's not, that. It's not one. Make it's, not, it's not one. I looked it. I searched it. No, one said it, and, and then everybody that. agreed. I didn't uh, see the agrees, but um, <laughs> I need to go back and find this conversation. Um, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. So uh, yeah, you, you, you played a little uh, bit of Tarkov. That's what happens when. That's what happens when you wear the burden of skill. You know, <laughs> okay. people don't want to meet you with that. You know, at that uh, at that tier, they would like to come bring you down. Let's play some pixie bar. I don't know, man. You know, there's a lot of different things you could do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you to play pixie bop. Just because I'm bringing bad decks doesn't mean you have to bring bad decks. I all I know is all I know is last Tuesday uh, we didn't do Gloomhaven and so I joined you for webcams mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all I hear is somebody that just played Rob in the first round going 
can I play a new deck because uh, <laughs> I don't like these cards anymore. And like, like his literally his entire morale was just like punched down by Rob. Yeah, well, in in my defense is that he had been playing the same the same like couple characters for weeks in a row and and was just getting frustrating. And so then I brought out an actual good deck, uh, and and so I don't blame him for being upset. I don't I I don't think I'll do that again. <laughs> Actually, whatever. I might do it again. So what really (laughs) happened was he had a deck that was a one-trick pony. Yeah. And it did the... The pony showed up. A couple decks that the the trick didn't work anymore. Right. Right. We can answer. So then he was like, I don't think this deck is so hot. Uh, Can I trade this out? Uh, Yeah. So as you can tell, we've... uh, Actually, the three of us, I'm sure Bilal mentioned something, Mm -hmm. have, uh, have... Still been playing a lot of, of card games, <laughs> collectible card games recently. And so, but that's pretty show talk for the most part. Let's, let's, uh, you said you played some Tarkov. Anything new there or just your normal every, every other day? Every, everything's new to me because, uh, the content that just came out, I still cannot get to, um, because much of it is behind a hundred hours of work. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm about 40 hours into that grind. Uh, so, uh, the, the hunt continues, uh, but I probably won't get there until, uh, one, uh, game cast one seventy. <laughs> okay. You, All right. So, for, so on our cadence, a month's time. Um, a quick question, Kev, do you have like a group you're playing Tarkov with uh, on the regular or are you just jumping in with like randoms on discord or something like that? Oh my god, I, I jump in with random I have a group, but they're terrible. So I jump in with randoms on the Discord. Hilarious story last night. I jump in, there's a group from EU. We're playing. We play one game. Everybody lived. It was great. We all like each other. Two of those people leave the Discord. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> two people come in, but they're from NA. So now we got two NA, two EU, and me. I'm like, okay. It's just they that they do not get along very much. It's it's just the way this community goes, right? Uh-huh. So we uh, we start going into the next game starts getting going. The two dudes from EU were like, wait, hold on. We got we'll set up the, the lobby. Just wait for us to, to get our inventory together. And just give us a second. And the NA guys are like, dude, we're ready to go. What's going on? So they jump in. They start getting into an argument before we even get into the lobby. And the dude I just ran with were cool. So he's like, hey, hey, don't. Don't get in the lobby with him. Okay, wait for me. And then the NA guys group up. The two of them are in a group. The EU guys get in a group. And then they both say, hey, Shock, what are you doing? I was like, That's... dude, I'm... disconnect. I can't get yeah. you. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. So maybe I'm maybe I'm not going to pick up playing Escape from Target. Maybe, maybe I'm good. No, no it's almost as toxic as Rocket League. It's really bad. Honestly, some of those conversations, like that you just mentioned, remind me of like when I jump into party chat uh, that Rob's in on Xbox, and they're playing Smite, and it's just Rob, Rob going like, "What are you doing?" And it's usually him yelling at Matt. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, but all right, Bilal, what what have you been playing lately? Um, so I'll, I'll start off with the, what I've been playing. Uh, I picked up One Piece Odyssey. Uh, which is the RPG uh, of One Piece from one of the support studios that helped do Dragon Quest XI. 
um, for Square Enix. And this game very much feels like Dragon Quest XI, but for One Piece fans. Uh, usually when it comes to anime games, they kind of like introduce you to the world, the characters, whatever is going on. But I feel like I could only recommend this game to One Piece fans because as of right now, I'm about seven, eight hours in. And I'm the way the game is set up is uh, the Straw Hat Pirates arrive at Wafford, which is an island, and they lose their skills. And in order to get their skills back, they have to go through their memories and uh, like kind of relive those moments. But not everything is exactly the same. But the way the game ends up explaining and kind of like recapping some of those things is just it's it's too vague for any newcomer to One Piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just right for a One Piece fan. Uh, and Rob, cover your ears or take off your headphones for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give yeah. me a thumbs up when I'm good to okay. come back. Yeah. So, like, Kev, like, you would know this, but, like, you get to see the going merry again, like, in Alabasta. And so it's, like, and the, the, the crew uh, uh, the crew reacts to that, and it's just, like, such a wholesome moment. Like, even I got a little bit teary-eyed. Oh, but they didn't explain to you, like, what that was? Uh, yeah, yeah they don't, like, they don't really explain to, like, any newcomers what that is. So it's, like, if you're a fan of the show and have watched it, it's great. But, like, if it was, like, Rob playing... Uh, he like it would just like, like go over his head because like, like What's he has that? He's, he's like he's like why are you emotional over to going merry you know like, right thumbs, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. give him the thumbs up yeah okay all right cool all right. no it, it it was one piece related I just don't want to spoil yeah, yeah. anything for you since you're watching yeah. um no hey but, real quick real quick Josh you watch any anime at all not very much uh, I I slowly got into some of the fate stuff like a few months back but mm-hmm. I, I'm really really particular I has to have a story that's really compelling for me <laughs> all right well don't, listen art. don't don't worry I know the beginning of this podcast tends to be heavy on the anime but once we get once we get through this beginning part you, you don't have to worry about it anymore curious question has there has there been an anime that you have disliked there's been some that got a lot of... Well, okay, I'm probably going to get shot for saying this, but I'm not a big Dragon Ball guy, and I grew up like watching it, and I'm just like, eh, it's always the same thing. It's always a fight that takes mm. 80 episodes to do anything. It's just like, eh. Other than that, I don't have anything I really hate in anime or I really dislike, so... Yeah, it's funny because I'm, I'm kind of the same... That. I'm kind of the same way with, like, uh, Naruto. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was on when I was in high school or something like that, and I would see, I was watching like the beginning of the series and I was like, I don't, this doesn't like do anything for me. And then later in college, I knew a couple people who were like really into it. And even now I know people who like love that show. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. But now with like Instagram and TikTok showing me like different hype clips and stuff from the show, I'm like, this seems like a totally different show than this show I was watching. Like the later stuff seems yeah. like you start getting power creeps yeah. and uh and all yeah, kinds of insanity shippuden, happening shippuden is like a completely different show naruto original mm-hmm. is one of the worst animes i've ever seen in my entire life the tuning <laughs> exam was fun get out of my face <laughs> <laughs> okay Th- this is this is me saying this when i watched it in high school so as a high, high school below really enjoyed naruto <laughs> i give you i completely concede all that yeah. Like, you know, when we were too young to know any better. But now that we've grown up <laughs> and we've opened our eyes and seen it's a new day, like, oh, my God, that show is so bad. <laughs> I am literally trying to get through the last, like, I think I have, like, 50 or 60 episodes left. I don't think it's possible. I got to skip this ship it in. 
and I never Wait. ever skip an episode. Are you so, watching the fillers? I never ever skip an episode. Oh my god! Any, there's two there's two hundred fillers that are. <laughs> No wonder you hate it. No wonder you hate it. There's a thousand fillers. There's seventy filler episodes. Yeah, but this is this is the problem. Is Bilal does not watch anime. He just does it. He watches. He watches like the author put out, not what the corporations put out to make more money. Okay, he watches like director. Highly edited cuts, super cuts. Yeah. All right. Anyway, because that's the argument about Dragon Ball. You know, like half of it i mean what are we really watching you know right. we're watching right. just stuff that's stretched out yep. yeah um all right go ahead continue below yeah, so yeah. one piece odyssey uh, it's the game gets atmosphere right it gets combat right they're like everything nothing feels fan servicey if if it captures the heart of one piece correctly i just wish it had maybe like a couple more months to just like get a few more things right uh, but I'm having a great time. Like for me, this is like a double A anime game in my mind uh, because I am a huge One Piece fan. You rarely get something that's this well done. Uh, I was a big fan of Dragon Quest, so the combat feels right uh, right up my alley. And like the moves for the characters, the, the writing, um, the voice acting, very well done. Uh, the game does suffer sometimes from take a few steps, cutscene, take a few steps, cutscene, backtrack to this spot. Um, which I wish was a little bit less of, but uh, it really hasn't been too big of a hindrance. Um, if you're a One Piece fan, uh, and I would say at least through the Dressrosa arc, uh, have watched through that or read through it, uh, definitely pick it up. All right, nice. And then um, the other thing was, has anyone watched The Last of Us? I, I have not. <laughs> I have not. I'm going to... The reason I have not is because... Uh, the first episode came out, and uh, we had too many things going on, and so me and my wife didn't get a chance to sit down and watch it. Then this past weekend, from Thursday on, uh, up until yesterday, she was out of town, and so and that's definitely a show that I'm going to sit down and watch with her and stuff like that. So I have not watched it. I'm excited to. I've heard good things. Uh, you can give your impression as long as they are completely spoiler free. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I mean. Uh... The first season of the show is, is the first game. Uh, they what I'll say this: what they have added uh, to the series and the changes they have made are smart, and I really like them. Um, I like how they fill in lore uh, with uh, and just build out some of the characters uh, a bit more uh, through some of those scenes. Uh, yeah, my wife and I are fully on board. She was really impressed with that first episode. I even had like cousins and uh, uh, family. Uh, texting me like, hey, have you checked this out? I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm watching it, um, and it's been uh, it's it's been great. So, uh, I I just hope, I just hope like the one lesson Hollywood takes from this is not that oh we need to just take AAA games and adapt them into TV shows. It's like no, you take whatever game that is good and you <laughs> give it the proper budget and writing staff mm -hmm. and do it right and you will get a great product. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what? Like, this is probably the best gameplay in a Naughty Dog game. Like, I don't have to shoot anybody and the controls don't suck. So, um, yeah, you know, 10 out of 10. <laughs> All right. I'm glad I didn't, ha I didn't, ha glad I didn't have to say it. Because I was ready to throw the shade about, yeah, just pick a game that was already a, a TV show or movie to begin with. Yeah. Um, 
all right no that's cool i'm excited uh, i'm you know i've made my stance known about that story many times and how great it is and how good i think the character development is in that in that first game in particular and that second game as well and how i'm more excited uh about it being a a prestige television show than I, than the fact that it was a video game yeah what i think episode, <clears throat> what episode are they on uh two just aired this past sunday i i i watch I think the funny thing was, as we finish episode two, my wife turns to me and she goes, oh no, I think I just remembered what you told me about The Last of Us Part Two. And I was like, I was like, oh, of all the things you could remember me ever talking about in video games, why is that the one thing you remember? Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you still don't have any context around it, so it's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's, that's well, all I've been listens. up to. Yeah. Yes. All right. I am. Uh, I've never played The Last of Us, so it'll be an interesting watch. Oh, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend just watching the show. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm never gonna play it. This yeah. Is not I. It is yeah. Let's PC talk about March. <laughs> let's, let's talk about what I've been playing. Uh, so, zombie, if you've heard this before, but I've been playing Smite. <laughs> I'm stopping you right now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, anybody who's listening to the podcast knows that I've been playing Smite for uh, the past nine years, actually. I think I started playing Smite when the uh, Xbox One launched. And so, it was one of the very first games I played on there. And so, I've been playing for the past nine years. Smite just recently, this year, celebrating their 10-year anniversary. And so... With that came a celebration event where if you play 10 games, you got a free skin chest and stuff like that. But also the introduction with the newest season of a uh, new Conquest map. So Conquest is their main mode. It's like, uh, what is it in League of Legends? The main um, the main mode. It's not Summoner's Twisted Treeline. It's not, what? Summoner's Rift? Yeah, Summoner's Rift. Okay. Yeah. So Conquest is Summoner's Rift and they make changes to the map all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, they'll even reskin the maps to introduce uh, a different pantheon as the theme. And so they've made a uh, ton of changes playing on new map. So I've been back into it. And so far, it, it's, it's been good. I mean, it, it, there is a learning curve. <laughs> I always feel like when I come back to this game after a month off or two months off, I feel like I'm terrible at it because of the changes to the map, not understanding how to... How, the proper starts right um but we've been playing a lot lately and getting back into it which is probably a, a, a terrible thing considering just how much that game ends up taking over when i'm playing yeah, it no uh you say this every time i know i know but it's fun and i know it's gonna happen we'll play it for a couple weeks and then at some point what you alluded to earlier will pop up and i'll just get sick and tired of yelling at everybody and then i'll stop playing it for a while and then we'll just repeat the cycle all over again. <laughs> uh, but it is fun. They introduced the newest god is uh, Suter, who, for those of you who watched Thor Ragnarok, right? He's the lava rock monster that destroys Asgard at the end. And so uh, they brought him into this game. For some reason, as, I thought you said God of War Ragnarok. I was like, are you just talking spoilers now? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and, 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 but then I was, I was, like, I was like, wait, Ragnarok. that sounds like Thor. <laughs> yes, Thor Ragnarok. And uh, oh, speaking of, of Ragnarok lately. yeah, speaking of God of War Ragnarok, I've been playing a little bit more of that. It still just doesn't have its end hooks in me. I know that in the grand scheme of things, I'm still fairly early on. I don't want to talk about where I am because I don't want to give any spoilers. 
Um, I've recently, here's not a spoiler. I've recently released someone from where they were like basically imprisoned, where they were imprisoned. Okay. And so, Is Ragnarok, the last one? Yeah, that's the newest one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, okay. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I'm still enjoying it, but it still feels like more of the same. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the fact that it is, as I know it's as long as it is, is still like very daunting to me. So it's been hard for me to kind of just like get 100% into it. Especially when I sit down and I play for two hours and I feel like I haven't made, I haven't accomplished all that much. Now, yeah. the opposite of that, uh, which we will talk about more, but I'm going to talk about it here anyway, is uh, Hi-Fi Rush got announced earlier today during the development uh, video that they the presentation that Microsoft did and got released as well. Uh, I think it was like an hour, give or take, after the video ended, they actually put it up on Game Pass on the store. And it is a action game in the vein of like Bayonetta and Devil May Cry mixed with a rhythm game in the vein of like... Uh, Hyrule, no, Cadence of Hyrule. Mm-hmm. You guys know that? Yeah. You know, there was also like uh, uh, the one, which was this reskin of like Crypt of the N- Necromancer. Necromancer, yeah. yeah. Necro-dancer. Um, Necrodancer. Necrodancer. Necrodancer, yeah. yeah. And so uh, it's also got a very like, and we say this about, uh, I feel like we've said this about a lot of games recently, especially with like Battletoads and stuff like that. It's got this like Saturday morning cartoon art style to it, but it's very much like, Ben 10 era Saturday morning cartoon, if it makes sense. It is it is uncanny when some of these cutscenes are 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 playing out and stuff like that. And I absolutely adore the art style. It also has your like stereotypical hero who was placed in this position as hero by accident and is kind of a dummy, but things work out for him all the time, right? Um there's a ton of dialogue. I actually, it's kind of a chatty game, but in a good way. Unlike, uh, say, you know, what is it? Uh, Forspoken's getting a lot of, you know, hate right now for being super chatty in a bad way. Uh, and then it's also crazy impressive how, and they mentioned it during the video, how everything in this world is on beat, right? Mm. So when you are walking, the sound of your footsteps are on beat when uh you're in a factory and there are things like pistons going off around you and stuff like that it's on beat when you're attacking it's on beat now this game does have a like they'll make cry like bayonetta have a like ranking system for each encounter when you get into a fight from you know d to s and so even though the game is very forgiving in that you can just hack and slash your way through and not be on beat and it will still, the game will still make it on beat, right? So it's not like you're messing up the soundtrack of the game and stuff like that. Uh, you just won't score as many points or fill up a super, uh, a special meter as quickly doing it that way. I, uh, it also has like upgrades that you unlock throughout. It is a linear experience, right? This is an open world game. I, I saw some people kind of uh, compare it to having, it having some Sunset Overdrive and um jet set radio vibes uh but it's not it's not open world that being said i was pretty pleasantly surprised to find out that like when you interact with some of the npcs you 
there are opportunities for like these sub quests within the levels that you totally would miss if you're not uh if you're not paying attention um, so there's no like end game right this is a story driven like, yeah so story. yes this is a, a story driven experience uh they have like a regular edition and they have a like deluxe edition but the deluxe edition all it gets you is different skins to outfit your your character and oh, then yeah. yes and then also uh in-game currency now the in-game currency is not something you can buy it is something that you earn basically what it is is like a jump start uh you've seen games like assassin's creed although they let you buy that currency as well but uh and so you can just start unlocking different combo attacks and uh, abilities sooner in the game if you wanted to go that route i do think that yes there's no end game uh in this i mean there doesn't have to be right but there is the i think the replayability factor comes in uh moving up the rankings right and getting better grades on the levels. There also seems to be areas of the game that I just can't access yet. So I do wonder if there is some sort of like new game plus or if there is going to be an ability to go back to earlier levels to to find that stuff and to explore that stuff. I think I saw that it is available for purchase for like $25, I think is what the retail price. $30? Okay, so that is the type of game uh, you're dealing with it is you know a budget title or a a <laughs> I can't call it an indie title right because it's coming from Tango GameWorks who is under Bethesda who is owned by Microsoft right so this isn't an indie developer uh, but it is it, it is a smaller title this will be the first game that I complete in 2023 because I've already put in two hours um, a little bit more than two hours I've completed the first two levels and, and fought the first two bosses. This game is absolutely right up my alley. Uh, little, that on? it is on uh, Xbox, Xbox and PC, Steam, and, and Epic Game Store. Yes, uh, as well. And and if you have Game Pass, it is on Game Pass. Obviously, since it is a first party game yeah. on both Xbox, Xbox One and PC. All right, not on Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, do we even talk about Xbox One anymore? I, I uh, mean, a lot. Uh, I I think that bit of it is a bit interesting because a lot of these games, like even Halo Infinite, was last gen. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I will say that I am playing it on. I did download it on the Xbox Series X, and that's where I'm playing it right now. And yeah, it's I I love rhythm games. I I love. We've talked about this in the past. That I love games that are like six to eight hour experiences, right? In a world where everything seems to come out and be thirty, forty, fifty plus hours, which isn't a bad thing. I just don't need every game to be that. Right. Yeah. So to have a like palate cleanser like this where I can sit down over the course of like three sessions, beat it in a week. I mean, that's just how I like to play games, you know, a lot of times. I like to be able to go back and forth between my God of War Ragnaroks that are, are, you know, is taking me forever to beat and something like this that I'm gonna I'm gonna beat before the week's out, I think. Okay, um, so here's my like the thing that makes me never play games like that. And this mm-hmm. seems like an awesome game that, mm-hmm. with a really cool I don't want to say funky, but like different take on um on how to make uh, a gameplay loop uh, enjoyable. Yeah, which is really cool. But when you finish it, right? Like you finish mm. God of War, you finish this, and you finish Last of Us, and things like that. Mm. There's just no reason to go back and open the game ever again. Like it's, uh, it's like it's done. I think yeah, at so our age. It depends yes. on the game yes. too. Some have a lot of replayability mm-hmm. after you finish the main campaign. Some have almost none. You're right. Yeah. So. 
I am very right, much some, like so, like the games where the replayability is just the fact that this level or this you know area or whatever yeah. is so fun that you just want to do it again. That's the replayability that I just can't get with. Like, mm. let um, I want to say Last of Us, Legend of Zelda: uh, Breath of the Wild has amazing replayability because there's just like I just don't know what I haven't done. Yeah. So as I go redo stuff, I do new things, and that's yeah. a different kind of replayability. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I so think, uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say for me, uh, video games is a medium of storytelling. And so it depends on what you're trying to get from a specific game. It, for for me, like Hi-Fi Rush would be a book, like let's say a YA adult, uh, you know, a young adult book. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick it up, read through it once, and like, hey, maybe I'll never read it again. Maybe I'll, I'll go back in, uh, dip in. Sometimes I picked up books and just like gone to a random chapter and, and started. But like, then take something like Destiny Two for me, where I'm not there for the story. I'm actually there for the, the storytelling medium there for me is the moments with friends or random raid groups. Uh, like the story you had last night, even though it wasn't successful in that second game with the NA and EU players, yeah. but it is a yeah. story and it, like that that's the storytelling medium. So for me in particular, it, it just comes down to like, um, I'm playing these games for a good story. Uh, uh, and the great gameplay goes a long way too, but uh, that, that's where I am at, at this age. When I was younger, I'd go for plat- like the Platinum Time Trials of like oh, Crash God. Bandicoot 3, you yeah. know, like, I-, I-, I try to get every collectible, <laughs> but I, I think it- it's-, it's different for each person and what they're looking for. Yeah, I-, I actually, so I'm the kind of person that if we go out to a restaurant, right, I would much rather order 10 appetizers and try 10 different things than I am to just order an entree, right? I don't care how good the entree is. I don't know. I don't care how long it's going to last me. I I would rather experience. Yeah, I would I'd rather experience all these different things. And it's and I'm like that with video games. Even games like Breath of the Wild or you know God of War Ragnarok is one of those things. Open world games in particular. I every time I play them while I'm playing them and I'm having fun, I always tell myself, you know what? When I get to the end of this, I'm gonna go back, go do the stuff I didn't do. You know, the The Witcher Three was like that. I'm gonna go back and do the stuff I didn't do. And then I don't like I'm very much I beat a game. It gets put away. You know, I have games like I have competitive games like Smite, Apex, Warzone 2. Like I have those games that become all right. My friends are on. They're my regular like those are my time investment games, you know. Um, but I like games because I like all the different things you get out of them. Right. There are games that the focus is narrative and I love great storytelling games i mean i i give games like uh the last of us and and uncharted and stuff like that i give them a hard time because of some of the gameplay uh issues i have with them but i love those experiences right i love um walking simulators i love uh what are the new version of point and click adventure games in the form of like um uh what's the monkey island no 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 yeah not not the telltale ones the ones that Square Enix was publishing. Uh, Life like, is strange. Life is strange, right? Mm-hmm. I love those kind of games. I love the Life is Strange games. I, there are games that have made me cry. I also love games that are like the gameplay. It just feels good to play, right? Mm-hmm. And right, that's where the rhythm games come for me, right? That's where something like Hi-Fi Rush is coming to me. It's like I I know that this is. I mean, we're gonna talk about Iron Life later on, but like I know that this is 
this is a game that is like perfect as a game pass game it's perfect as a budget game right it's perfect as a game that oh, yeah. you announce and then release the same day mm. you know yeah i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna admire the art style i'm going to be impressed by how they make it all work in the same way that i thought like uh rayman uh legends was impressive during the music levels and stuff like that right or rayman origins you know the ones that had the music levels like yeah. the same way that that was impressive this is impressive to me and and figuring out how like thinking about how they just made all this work and yeah this game isn't the 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 deepest of games it's not it the story is what you would expect from a saturday morning cartoon right it is like super evil corporation dumb hero you know being helped out by somebody much smarter behind the scenes right and uh like i like being able to experience all those different things and so that's where i fall in as a gamer and i think that's one of the benefits of like game pass i think that's why i, I speak so highly of game Pass is it allows me to be able to do that kind of stuff you know um and so yeah. I think I think I understand the idea of like games are expensive. They're not cheap, right? And you put this money into a game, I play it once and then I drop it. Um and like I said, I think that's where Game Pass comes in and kind of like alleviates a lot of that for me. Um and makes that yeah, kind of stuff I, possible. That was just like the one kind of scary thing about like games in general right now is that 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 is a great argument and it's also being kind of occupied by the gotcha uh, genre yeah right right so like uh as soon as you were describing the game i thought about uh my hero the strongest hero it's mm-hmm. a mobile game mm-hmm. for those of y'all who don't know uh you can get it for free on anything i think mm-hmm. um and you can just uh, run around with and collect all your heroes and my hero and you know level up uh there's pvp there's pve there's a whole bunch of stuff to do collect cards and stuff from power up and i was just thinking like you know this this is competing with a lot of free free games and that's that's tough you know mm-hmm. when you're competing with fortnite it's tough you know mm-hmm. so yeah see for that me just, personally i'm oh, sorry go ahead no, uh, i was it. just okay i was just gonna jump in for me some games i do come back to again and again and again but for me the games i play the most are rogue games because they have all the random elements so like every time it's a little bit different I won't tell you how long I've played Binding of Isaac, for example, but it's been more than 100 hours. So, I don't know. It, it really depends on the game. I do agree that variety is everything, though. Um, real quick, not to derail the podcast, I just do want to say that we did get uh, a sub in in the Twitch channel where we're streaming live as well. Thank you guys so much. Man, uh, Kevin's over Locker here. Gang. Yeah, Kevin's over here bringing, bringing the viewers, bringing the, the subs. And I, I appreciate oh, that. Oh, Zinj is in here too. Hey, what's up, Zinj? Asa, all you guys, appreciate you coming through. <laughs> all right, well, listen, audience. let's uh, let's go ahead and, and move on. That wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. All right. All right. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, Microsoft had their, Microsoft and Bethesda had their developer conference, their developer showcase. It was actually, I don't know, did any of you guys watch it live or was it just I? I had it on in the background. I was in back-to-back what is meetings. What an Xbox? Oh, my God. They release games on PC as well, man. Give me a break. Exactly. <laughs> Don't even need the Xbox. Uh, and so, yeah, so they had, a, and honestly, it was a, a tight 45-minute show. They had announced ahead of time everything that they were showing off and the developers that, were be, that would be there. 
uh, save for one, and that was Tango Gameworks and Hi-Fi Rush, which I believe got leaked a little bit uh, early. Did it but, really? Yes, but nevertheless, it, I didn't. I didn't see the leak. I found out after that had got leaked, and so it was a surprise to me. I watched it all live, and they kicked it off by showing off some more of Minecraft Legends, which is uh, coming later this year. It's set for release on April eighteenth. And here they showed off their, like, uh, PvP mode. And so, Minecraft Legends is a strategy game kind of in the vein of, like, a StarCraft. Um, where you are building up a base and collecting resources and building uh, troops. And they showed off the PvP mode where, like, it, I believe it's a 5v5. 4v4. Oh, 44. And everybody ha can basically what ends up happening is everybody ends up getting a different role, right? You have your person who's staying behind and building out the base, someone who's going out, collecting the resources, somebody who's actually going out with the mobs and stuff like that. And I, I gotta say, I this intrigues me, man. This, this, what they showed off was much cooler than I anticipated. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, and again, the strength of Game Pass is one of those things where I was like, yeah, it's coming to Game Pass. I will absolutely try this out. Yeah, no. Uh, I have a I have a really interesting question. Yeah, okay, I'm not a I'm not a Minecraft guy, right? I understand it's a phenomenon and it's the most amazing game on the planet, and I have no idea why. So yeah, what is not already in Minecraft? Uh, what is not already in Minecraft? Nothing. Everything's already in Minecraft. Okay. Uh, but so, what they what they've been doing with these kind of releases is that like. I mean, the reality is, is that, yeah, you can go into Minecraft and it's similar to like Fortnite creative where people have fans have created all these different modes and all these different uh, gameplay types. I don't know. I'm sure there's something similar to this in Minecraft already, but this becomes one of those things where like, no, this is a professionally developed product, right? Uh, with, you know, higher production values, higher uh, oh. visual fidelity and stuff like that. Like this is an actual where Minecraft and, you know, I'm not the biggest minecraft fan i have played a decent amount and understand why it's beloved uh where the gameplay loop of minecraft doesn't scratch that itch for me things like uh minecraft dungeons and minecraft legends things that take the minecraft aesthetic and take it into a different genre while still feeling my like minecraft is a cool idea to me and one of those things where like i wish more games did stuff like that um you've seen like riot games right with league of legends and the lore that they have behind those champions they've started to do things like uh legends of runeterra a collectible card game based on league of legends uh, lore and characters and then you've got project what is it project l the fighting game that's coming out that is a 2v2 tag based fighter using those characters like i think more companies that have these these franchises that have an established world and lore should be doing more things like this and experimenting with those franchises. Uh, I mean, you saw it in Dragon Quest Builders, right? Square Enix taking Dragon Quest and, and making a RPG Minecraft-like. And so I, I, think it, I think it's cool. I was like on the fence about this game originally and, and trying it out. And just like, ah, eh, it's coming to Game Pass. I'll try it. But then seeing what they showed off today, I, I don't know, man. This This seems like something that could be a good time and if we could actually get like eight people together and get a custom 44 going on seems like it could be a lot of fun yeah and i think the 
I, I think with this and Hi-Fi Rush, uh, it, it just keeps highlighting the benefit of Game Pass. It's like I mm-hmm. don't need to convince a friend to drop $60, $70 on a yep. game anymore. Um, like... It, it, it's there like i i'm like you i'm not i'm not a big minecraft person i i hope it's something um when my son grows up like he gets into and i mm-hmm. find i finally figure out what it is uh with him uh or maybe there's something else that <laughs> minecraft too who knows but uh like let you know, like you said legends does look really neat uh and i would love to play this with a group of friends so so kevin josh any interest at all like kevin you tell me that it comes to Game Pass on PC. I can't convince you to hop in and just play it for a little bit on stream. So the interest isn't in the game. The interest is in with the friends who play it, to be honest. Like, if you ask mm-hmm. me to play it, I'd be down. Yeah. Because I like to play games with my friends. But, you know, would I just pick up Legends and try to find some friends who have it? No. no, no. <laughs> no that's No, that's fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, Josh? Any interest? I mean, I should preface this by saying I don't have Game Pass, so that doesn't help my case. But right. yeah, that sort of game is more interesting to me than the standard Minecraft because I feel like you have to mm-hmm. spend hundreds of billions of hours just to really appreciate the regular mm-hmm. one. This one looks more focused, so you know, a little bit more. In- yeah, so yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. Next thing and, they uh, showed up. Oh, go ahead. I just want to point out, just uh, you know, this is the Xbox developer showcase. Minecraft Legends is coming to Switch, PS4, PS5. PC, Xbox, and one, and Series X. Yeah, so that's one of the... Uh, my guess is that we'll have crossplay with everything except for Switch. PlayStation. <laughs> oh, you think Oh, no, Switch, because I think Switch does have crossplay through an Xbox account uh, with Minecraft already. Okay. And so... Um, i take a look. But PlayStation okay. is very gated uh, yeah. with their with their games, even, even stuff like Minecraft. Um, all right, next thing they showed off was Forza Motorsport. Now... I'm super excited for Forza Motorsport. I've got a racing wheel at home, and and I'm just wait. I've been waiting for this game. Honestly, uh, they showed off a, a little bit more and showed off kind of the detail they go into with showing with actually building out the tracks and how they have five new tracks that they're they're bringing into the game and stuff like that, and how much they've gone, how much they've developed this game with the idea of like. Uh, spatial audio in mind with like windows sonic and uh adobe atmos and stuff like that uh i will say though that there's not a whole lot new and in, in what they showed off and actually it was this is the one game that i was kind of before they got to the very end of it i was like they need to show a date or else this is a problem right this is this has to have like a a a march a march date um I really hope they give us a date and then it ended and just said coming this year, right? Mm. And still no date. Now, when did Forza come out? When did the last Forza come out? I mean, the last Forza Horizon was not this past fall, but the fall before. 21. So it's, oh, you're right. It's already yeah. been a year and a half. And, and we haven't had a number, we haven't had a number Forza in quite some time. That's right. Yeah. And so it used to be that they used to alternate and then we had forza three or yeah. forza four and forza five back to back um the last two were were back to back and mm-hmm. so you know a tweet came out later from i think jeff Keeley or, or the video game awards one of his many burner accounts and they basically saying that like oh, this is expected before june i don't know if that's something he's heard from the developer or it's just one of those things where like when these when this game was shown off last it was said that hey these are all 
within the next 12 months or six yeah. months, whatever it was, right? And so I guess the next 12 months. And yeah. so it would have to be before June in order to make that cutoff. Um, the game looks gorgeous. I'm excited. Not much more to talk about there. I, I think I'm just really impressed that they managed to get ray tracing into this <laughs> game. <laughs> like, yeah. um, not just in photo mode. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, I mean, I'm a, yeah. I'm a tough grader on racing games, first of all, because I have an idea for a racing game that will never be made because it's two player centric. Um, and none of the racing games kind of adhere to it. But as far as like rage racing, yeah, it better in 2023, better have rage racing. Right. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me. But, you know, as, as far as the June release date, I would think that you would wait until at least the day of E3, uh, you know, to say, hey, E3, we put it at the top of the show and it's ready now, you know, like something like that. They could. Cause they technically it's could. Because it's a big title. I don't know why yeah. you would you kind of preempt yourself. That wouldn't uh, wouldn't seem like the best way to go. Yeah, I mean, because this is going to be a bigger E3. They wouldn't have one last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, After the after I don't know if it's on here in the news, but after this, they did announce that they are having an in-person event again in June. They didn't name E3 specifically, uh, but they did say that they have a press conference in person uh, once again. this Microsoft Theater. Yep. All right. Next thing they showed off was Redfall. I man, I love everything about this everything they showed off was absolutely what i want to see i was already excited for redfall because i'm a sucker for anything involving vampires and games i feel like we don't often get good versions <laughs> of those types of games rob still uh, asked for a true blood vampire video game every day okay come on <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about uh i i love things like it's one of the reasons i love resident evil village so much right is because we got some we got werewolves in that and and faux vampire in that. I just, I love that kind of lore. I love that kind of atmosphere. And so when this was first shown off, I think myself and a lot of people thought that this was going to be a lot like Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood because it was being announced and shown off for the first time uh, at the same time that Back 4 Blood and a whole bunch of Left 4 Dead likes were being shown off. Uh, recently, it's come out that it it's more like far cry 2 i think was a comparison yeah and that's kind of where the inspiration is coming from and this gameplay deep dive that they showed off and uh during the presentation definitely showed off that yes what we are getting is very much in the vein of a far cry game where it is this like open world objective based shooter uh and it's also very like it looks and feels like an arcane game right like, if I told you that the same people who developed um, Prey, developed Dishonored, and developed Deathloop were also making this game, after watching this uh, presentation, I think you would say absolutely. Like, it feels like one of those games, and it looks like one of those games, and I couldn't be more excited. On top of that, they announced that the game is coming May 2nd, okay. uh, which I think is a good spot for that but also means that we are not getting starfield until the fall right um i so i think starfield is definitely gonna get hit with a delay i don't think i think that's gonna be the one game to slip out of that 12 month window uh from microsoft but i think it's fine 
the first half of this year is already loaded. Like I am like we got dead space this week. And so and like February is already packed. March is packed. And so uh, if 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 Redfall in May means Starfield is pushed back so they can have more time to get polished, whatnot, so be it. Uh, I'm fine with it. And I think it would be really weird if Microsoft was so front loaded with their games this year and then you get to November and and nothing in the fall. Because we really haven't heard what their second half looks like at all or what to expect. I mean, the one thing is we do know that pretty soon following on the heels of this uh, developer showcase is Starfield is going to get its own dedicated version of one of these. Yeah. And so we'll know more about that uh, sooner rather than later. Next thing they showed off was the surprise announcement of Hi-Fi Rush. Now, Hi-Fi Rush is being developed by Tango Gameworks. Their last two games, or last three games, were The Two Evil Withins and then Ghostwire Tokyo. So this is a big departure for them. Uh, Not only is it not a horror game, but it's also uh, not a shooter in any sense. And it is, as I mentioned earlier, a rhythm-based action game with a colorful visual style that looks somewhere between Jet Set Radio and Sunset Overdrive. Uh, uh, I think my favorite thing from this uh, from this presentation for mm-hmm. uh, Hi-Fi Rush was uh, uh, Shinji Mikami's comment. He goes, I don't think anybody would uh, say Hi-Fi Rush is too scary. <laughs> if so, I'm doomed. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I, I thought that... So that's one of the things, too, is I thought that this was my favorite section of the whole presentation as well yeah. because everybody, every other showcase and every other game that was showcased, uh, all the developers were very like serious and there was a lot of grandeur behind it and you're getting all these different like camera shots of the developers talking and stuff like that. And this was just the two of them standing in front of the camera <laughs> like kind of cracking jokes about this lighthearted game and it was definitely like, it came at the proper point in the presentation as well to kind of give this levity to the whole thing um and like i said i've been playing it so far um i'm having a lot of fun with it it's it like i I, like i said this was a game that was feels like it was made for me um because it has so many of my different interests in one and uh and yeah i mean i if you're i i could hmm how should i put this I think the soundtrack, the soundtrack is a rock soundtrack. It has bands like Nine Inch Nails, Black Keys, Prodigy, and so on. And I, I think it's fine, right? It's not necessarily like my favorite genre of music necessarily, um, but I, I am enjoying it nonetheless. And I, like I said, I find it super, super impressive how they're able to keep everything on beat. All right. Next thing, Elder Scrolls Online Necrom is the next uh, zone and chapter that they're introducing in Elder Scrolls Online. And that's that story. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, Josh, <laughs> either of you play MMOs at all, played MMOs in the past? I, I mean, I, I've dabbled really in for, mine, FF14. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I've played MMOs, uh, not the Elder Scrolls, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what MMOs have you played? What's your poison? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, taking me back. I did dabble with Warcraft that time. They went vanilla, went free. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Warframe is that, is that? Yeah, I I always I you know yes, I, yeah, but also no. 
Yeah, right. It's not like a proper one. Yeah. Um, man, I don't even really remember them because I haven't played. Yeah. I haven't sunk a few hundred hours into an MMO in mm. a while. It's it's funny. I have never, I have never played properly played an MMO. Right. I I've I've like, I think I played World of Warcraft one time uh, in college because a friend of mine was really into it and there was like a trial and so I was able to play. I think I played it for like forty five minutes. That was it. Um. Every time I see one of the new modern ones, whether it be this one or uh, what is it, New Republic, um, the Star Wars one, I I'm always like they show off these cool new areas and these cool classes, and I'm like maybe maybe this is it, maybe I'll finally finally give it a shot, and then they go on to the next game, and I'm like oh no no no, because if I start playing one of those, I can't play any of these other games, mm. and so. I just, yeah, I, I, like you said, that's the end of that story. Yeah. Um, and that wrapped up the, the developer showcase. Like I said, it was very much a, it was a tight 45 minutes. I, I thought it went by really quick. I actually was thinking about doing a live reacts to it, but then the problem is, is with something like this, where it is developer showcase and they're taking a decent amount of time with the individual games, I think they tend to be not as interesting as say like an E3 or games awards where we're getting one thing after another. Um, but part of me kind of wishes I had, cause this was much tighter than I anticipated it being. And they showed off a lot more gameplay than I thought they would uh, for every single one of these titles. And yeah. so I, I, it was good. I, I actually hope they continue to do more stuff like this um, in the future. Yeah. So yeah. just quick recap. Hi-Fi Rush out today. Minecraft mm -hmm. Legends April 18th. Redfall May 2nd. Forza Motorsport sometime in 2023. Yeah. And then Elder Scrolls Online Necrom June 20th. Yeah. I should mention that those of you who are interested in Elder Scrolls Online, they did announce that a lot of their uh, chapters were going to be free to try for a, uh, a limited time. Um, starting today for a limited team doesn't have an end date free trial for ESO plus which will make all past chapters and past DLC available to any players with the ESO base game so if you want to give it a shot now's your now's your time all right moving on uh John Wick director signs on for Rainbow Six movie I and so we already knew that Rainbow Six movie was gonna reportedly star Michael B. Jordan as John Kelly uh, which him reprising his role as the character from the 2021 movie without remorse. Mm. I love Michael B. Jordan. Mm -hmm. Really? I do. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. You, you know, you know, he's a massive Naruto fan. He absolutely I, I, loves Naruto. <laughs> I, 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 I do know that. Um, I, there was, there was a time when I was like, oh, yeah, I, I've i liked this dude and pretty much everything he's done. And then around the time with Without Remorse came out, and then that Netflix kid superhero show, Raising something. Oh, oh what was Raising Dion? Yeah. yeah, Raising Dion came out. And it, I, I started to get Fantastic to the point where Four. I was like, uh, I started to get to the point, oh, no, come on. That was a while ago. But I started to get to a point where I was like, oh, maybe I'm getting like tired of Michael B. Jordan and him just being in everything. And then he also has a, a little bit of a 
it's kind of like with the rock with me right now where like the rock is like really up his own but all the time and and the rock is very pro rock uh might we jordan started <laughs> feeling a little bit that yeah the rock the rock the rock's not a real person I, I, yeah man the rock is pro rock this is bullshit <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> so, be anti-rock no. sometimes you know knock yourself down a pig motherfucker <laughs> no what i mean to say is that like he's not dwayne johnson is not pro dwayne johnson right the rock huh? is pro ah! rock in the sense that in the sense that he is always selling every single thing he yes. does he is selling you don't see him out in public without him either having a shot of of Terramana in his hand or a Zoa, Zoa energy, energy drink, drink right mm. literally every single thing he does he talks about as if it is this second coming of everything that is in that genre right i mean did you watch the black adam movie by any chance i, I did. did yeah 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 that is 90 minutes of the rock being the best ever right mm -hmm. like that is that is that is he couldn't sell flying because he's too Whoa. big for the harness <laughs> so he can't really so every time he flew in that movie it was the most stiffest thing ever and it really annoyed me it also just <laughs> felt like a commercial yeah it also just felt like a commercial for the rock right mm -hmm. yeah. and that yes. feels like everything that the rock does now um yeah. he's a movie star it's what his brand is it's the rock yeah yeah I, yeah the rock yeah i understand that but at some point you go from you at some point you sell so much and you push so much and it starts to feel super disingenuine that you then become a parody of yourself right mm -hmm. and i think the rock has crossed that line now to go back to all this i don't think michael b jordan has gotten to that line yet but it, it did get to the point where I was like, ah, I'm starting to get a little sick of Michael B. Jordan. Um, I don't, are, are you guys excited for uh, Rainbow? Were you guys excited for Rainbow Six movie previous to this? And if not, are you excited now knowing that the same director from John Wick is handling this? Because I, <laughs> I wasn't that excited and now I'm excited. Yeah, the John Wick director gets me. Um, Michael B. Jordan, like I love Michael B. Jordan. I think he's absolutely fantastic in pretty much everything he does, um, even back to his Fruitvale Station days. Um, it's just he's not great at raising Dion. I never saw that. Yeah, no, I, almost almost sometimes, nobody is good at that outside of the mother. The mother's sometimes you just take the paycheck, you know. Yeah, he needed something for his Naruto X, uh, Michael B. Jordan X coach line um, to finance all that. Right, um, which is the thing. I forgot about that. Yes, I have the pins from Comic-Con. I can show you. Um, no, I, I mean, what is, what is Rainbow Six outside of um, just another military movie? You know, just that, that's what it is to me at the end of the day. Like, yeah. it, there needs to be something that defines it. Like, Bond movies have a particular style and, like, mm. a flow to it. You know, what you can expect. Same thing with Mission Impossible movies. Um I just don't know what a well, Rainbow Six movie is uh, compared to like a Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, I think it, I think actually it becomes one of those. Yeah, I think it. I think Rainbow Six leans closer to a Mission Impossible, except and even Mission Impossible is focused around a team. I know it has the yeah. you know mm -hmm. the main character, but it's focused around a team. All of those are, and so that's what this has to be. It has to be closer to that, uh, especially being in line with the games, and knowing that uh, the director from uh john wick uh chad stahelski 
is directing this, you know that that's what you can expect now is you're going to get one of those with like super stylized action scenes and and handguns being used more often than full assault rifles are used, even though most of those Rainbow Six games would be the reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought oh, I, I would hate John Wick when I first saw the commercials and I actually saw a couple of moves. I'm like, oh, okay, this is really fun. So if they could bring some of that energy to this, it'd be worth watching, I think. I'm going to tell you right now, none of that stuff that you guys were talking about a minute ago, none of that stuff is true. <laughs> none of that stuff is true. John Wick is about one dude kicking ass for way too long. <laughs> if you're bringing in that director to do that stuff, this movie is nothing about teamwork. It's about Michael B. Jordan looking cool. For ninety to one hundred and twenty minutes. That's, That's the uh, I mean, no, no, I think I think no, I think no, I think what the I think what the the thing for the director for me what it means is when you watch John Wick, you can follow the action in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's well shot. Like mm-hmm. they're they're like if you watch the Bourne movies. I can't tell you anything because it's like quick cut, quick cut, quick cut. Oh, get yeah. out of my face. Oh. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. He's I'm not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> those go back and watch those go back and watch those Bourne movies, right? Yeah. And you will sleep you will see the first that, three. You will see that the camera is doing everything for Matt Damon. Because you just you can't follow the action because there's no actual action there. And then I'm, sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying. To, okay, you guys are saying that the 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 each shot is shorter because uh, you know Matt Damon does a boom boom, boom like a three hit combo and like the camera goes boom and then the camera's on his left arm for the second hit boom and the camera's under the dude's jaw for the third hit as he goes down and cause just to make it look like. Cool I, or whatever. I, I, right? I, I, yes. I really want to pull up yes. a clip, but I don't know if that's against TOS. Well, it's definitely against TOS. <laughs> yeah. uh, but for uh, like a John Wick, the dude just gets shot with a shotgun, and you don't need a bunch of different clips for that because the dude didn't get a three piece combo and a biscuit. No, he just got laid out with a shotgun shot. No, but there's also no, no, no. So I, I will give you that that first one is very much like that with with John Wick, but two and three are our insane lore building movie it's so weird that franchise john yeah. wick's an interesting franchise in the sense that like that started off as like like you said one guy getting mad that they killed his dog and going on a revenge spree right and then evolved into this movie that is about this whole world that the that uh the secret world that like the wrestle world isn't privy to that has all these rules and all this lore and all these different factions and stuff like that those movies evolved into something really, really strange uh, and interesting in, in that. And then, yes, always there be are... Nice. Yeah. Uh, always be nice to homeless people in New York City because they yeah. can work for Lawrence Fishburne, who's the pigeon man, yeah. <laughs> who runs um, the, the dark underground homeless but, network for assassins. But, but that first movie being, yes, your your shotgun and your, your, your pistol fights, but that first movie. But those second and, and third movies started to have more hand-to-hand combat and weapon combat and stuff like that. And you can follow the action in all of those. I mean, it's not as good as, say... Well, the, the action is slower. It's a different type of movie, right? Like, when, yeah. you have, when you have uh, uh, Matt Damon as Jason Bourne, he's supposed to be, I, like, I, at the top of his abilities, and the combat is at, like, a martial artist. I, I, think, I think if you go back and watch those movies, and it's not just the hand-to-hand combat I, and the Bourne movies... I saw... It's it's the, oh, the sorry, it's all the car scenes 
it's like it's literally every action scene in those movies is is a mess from the camera perspective if you guys okay. see it's well, a cool mess saying it's a mess means it's bad it's a like, cool they're, mess they're doing this but, intentionally to like to for you know but we, we're saying the same thing i mean like, marvel yeah, does it too like, i mean it's not it's not unique mm-hmm. to those it, right, yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm, but my point is like when when you're gonna see this movie this rainbow six movie right mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. gonna you have a you have a director who's famous for a certain art style and a certain movie that it i don't know if it's gonna if you can shoot rainbow six the same way you shot john wick it doesn't make sense so you're gonna see something different and i think if people go in with expectations for what they've already seen they might get disappointed i i don't i think you can't all right here's what i say is <laughs> and this is what i bet happens right is i bet you you know how you said that the john wick movies are mostly following one guy right and rainbow six is a team so it's you're we're just gonna be following michael b jordan oh, i bet you that team. i bet you that <laughs> wait, wait, wait 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 can i just read, read from the article really quick yeah the book and film without remorse served as an origin story of sorts for clark who covers an international conspiracy while on a mission of revenge <laughs> who yeah. better than the john wick director for a story of revenge <laughs> yeah well that was in without remorse but Rainbow Six is going to be a team-based movie. It has to be. No, it doesn't. Then, what, then you can't call it Rainbow Six. It's literally the Rainbow Six is the team Dude. name. What if it's Dude, six Tom Michael B. Jordans? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I think Angela Bassett is in this movie, by the way. Um, but Dude, just the whole idea of Tom Clancy. He has, like sold his name mm-hmm. rainbow six the whole thing out mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for whatever like he's, whoever wants to he's dead right yeah he's dead he's dead yeah yes. no, but before he died even yeah like, yeah you know, they've yeah. been selling that thing like yeah. it's just out there right so it just because it says tom clancy or rainbow six there like, is i don't really get there is no way this movie doesn't revolve around a team of operatives there's just no way when does it come out there's just no way I'll I don't say 2025. Yeah. Uh, this is okay. Can we go see it together? <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> okay. And listen. And listen. Oh, okay. Can, can, and, we, we need like a stake bet between you two. Like. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure something okay. out. I'm, I'm yeah, telling we'll you right now. Yeah. We'll figure something out because I'm willing to wager that this revolves around a team. Is Michael B. Jordan going to be like the leader of the team? Yes, we already know that. Will, it, will he get more screen time than everybody else? Yes, we already know that. But but Stallone and and uh, and what's his name got more screen time in the Expendables, but it was still about a team. That's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get military Expendables. Hmm. Okay, I guarantee that if there is a team, <laughs> that that Michael B. Jordan is the only one left alive by the second act. Oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> this is so. This is that's, crazy. That's, that is there's my just no way. There's just the, no way. The conspiracy way. is that there's a mall within the government that sold out the Rainbow Six team, and Michael B. Jordan uh, is, goes on the revenge mission to, uh, you know, this avenge is them. Impossible. Oh my God. The sequel is Rainbow Six. Yes, yes. That's, that's, right. my, that's Next, my prediction. I, this, this got off the rails. Next bit of news. Guilty Gear Strive cross-platform beta, including Xbox, is coming in February. Uh, Arc System Works has announced that we'll be holding a new beta for its Dazzling Fighter Guilty Gear Strive in February. Uh, not only will this weekend trial be used to test the title's upcoming cross-platform functionality, but it will also give Xbox owners their first taste of Guilty Gear Strive's wild, colorful fighting action. Um... The beta will take place between Friday, February 3rd and Monday, February 6th, and will be on PlayStation PC and both Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. The beta will feature all 22 characters, including DLC characters and a variety of modes. 
This um, is one of the pr- prettiest fighting games I've ever played. Agreed. I, I, I'm, man, I wish I was good at these, like, uh, Arc System Works fighting games, man, because they are absolutely gorgeous to play. They, one, once you actually land a combo and stuff like that, it feels great to play. The problem is just everybody online is so much better than me. Mm-hmm. Play, play me. I have this on PC. Just, just kick my butt. All right. Well, once cross platform has, I have it on yeah. PlayStation Five, and we can, we can, we can rock mm-hmm. some matches. All right. Good to go. Um, next bit of news. Oh, this. Well, I mean, we saw this coming, but this is a, a bummer. Marvel's I Avengers. I was going to play it one day. Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. You should, still, you should still play ending. it. Uh, you should play the single player campaign yeah. at least. Um. Marvel's Avengers development is ending. Crystal Dynamics confirms. No more heroes or content will be added to the Marvel game. It won't get any new content or features after March 3rd. And all official support for Marvel's Avengers and digital purchases of the game will come to an end on September 30th, 2023. Uh, the November update, which added the Winter Soldier, is the final new content to be added to the game. Uh, this Chris Dynamics did say that the game's single player and multiplayer content will remain playable indefinitely, even after official support ends in September. I mean, I would hope the single player game yeah. content did. Um, <laughs> however, after September 30th, we can't guarantee that we'll be able to address issues that occur due to unforeseen circumstances. I think that the servers come offline for the multiplayer portion in uh, like another year and a half yeah. after this ends. Um, yeah, this is this is a huge bummer. This, I mean, we yeah. talked about this a, a million times. That ending game content is just bad. There's just nothing there to do. I think the heroes actually feel good to play and, and have some cool abilities, and that there are good ideas there. There's just nothing for the heroes to do in that world. And this game should have just released as a single player experience, mm-hmm. and 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 released honestly. This game should have been a single player solo only experience, and then released DLC story content for that game with new characters and i would have continued to buy it continue, and they could have i it's honestly so believe they could have they could have <laughs> they could have wrote that into an avengers 2 yeah um it was yeah it, it really annoys me um did you ever play through war of wakanda uh story rob i i think i am like no i finished it i finished you the finished story it? yes yeah 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 no, i think it, it, pretty sure I, yeah, I just like how all the characters feel great. Like they feel mm-hmm. like the character. Like you could take one of those characters and make your own game out of them. Like they were so well thought out. Especially, um, especially you mentioned the War for Wakanda one. Like Black yeah. Panther feels like feels like a hyper agile Batman, right? Mm-hmm. In that game, where like he is just a straight up brawler, and it feels great to play. Um, but there's just nothing to do. Like once you get past the few story missions, there's just nothing to do in that game. Speaking uh, of, isn't um, that just insane? Like to think about. I just looked up something right now. Okay, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think more people are playing uh, Avengers mm-hmm. on on PC? Mm-hmm. So only PC Avengers players, or the Division One? Oh, I uh, uh, no doubt in my mind Division One. <laughs> The Division One, not the not the new yeah, one, but the yeah. Division One. No okay. doubt in my mind, Division yeah. One. Okay, uh, you are correct. What However, are the numbers? Now I'm gonna say that the Division One mm-hmm. peak player count for the last 30 days was 1,300 players. Okay. How many players do you think Avengers peak had? peak? 
350. I'm going to say like 47. <laughs> 47? Three, 350. <laughs> 350? Oh, man. Okay. What do you got, Ball? Oh, you mean Josh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure thing. Yeah, I, I said 47. 47 is my I'll guess. Go with 50. You're actually. I don't know. I know it's not that high. Okay, gee, guys, we're all low. Okay. Wow, that's really messed up. 780. Okay. Honestly, that's way more than I would have guessed. Yeah. I thought that's I was the only person that still had it installed, honestly. Mm. That, it's crazy that, they that game takes up like. A thousand players. Yeah. That game takes up like 150 gigs, too. So it's not even like yep. you can have it sitting on your console at this point. So the problem is this game released. <laughs> at a time when like we were already on the downward trend of like trying to shove live service into every game right and so it was already past that point it's 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 crazy to think that if that game had just released as like and marketed itself as just a prestige single player experience stuff like that mm -hmm. and timed it with the release of a marvel movie how much better that that game would have done mm. um well, luckily still like yeah. how hard is it when you have you know you're in the same uh, uh space as these other games so i'm gonna name them <laughs> if you have a game out there like warframe like division <laughs> 2 like <laughs> destiny like uh borderlands which isn't really a great example yeah but all these other games are doing it they're, yeah they're showing you the roadmap yeah you know they're showing you different ways to do it yeah. different mistakes you can make anthem is there and yeah. you choose to go that route <laughs> well because you know what it feels like it feels like and and we don't know for sure but it feels like publisher overstep it feels like the, the the end game and live service aspect of that wasn't what was intended from a developer standpoint right in crystal dynamics i mean crystal dynamics is known for cinematic narrative focused single player experience right with their with the tomb raider franchise and, and the tomb raider rebooted franchise and stuff like that you know and and that shows in the single player side of that game, and so it just feels like uh, publisher overstep, honestly. But luckily, luckily, I think studios have uh, learned from their mistake. All right, moving on. Suicide Squad leaks has fans worried about its <laughs> online features. Yeah, um, huh. the live service stuff with gear and um, battle passes. Huh. Is this image no longer available? Nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. We waited too long on this story. I, it's I'll okay. find it. It does seem like they have not learned their lesson, and they continue to shoehorn in live service uh, features. Um, they haven't... We They haven't come out and, and confirmed this. Obviously, this is a leak, but it, it, it's definitely this is what this game is. Uh, I think I had mentioned this on a previous um, podcast that I thought that that's, that's what this was, that this was a live service game and that there was a leak prior to this about them already having the names of uh, more villains and stuff that could be released as future DLC in in the code. I, I, I just don't, it's just, I, I don't understand how you can make that fit in this world. I just, I mean, I'm, I would be pleasantly surprised if they were able to release something that did kind of come out and feel like a division or division two, right? 
that was something that while maybe not the most popular live service game out there had some merit and you could see a reason behind it uh this just feels like they haven't got the memo on how to do live service games and and how to do them properly and the kind of games and genres that would fit into it um the only thing that's like giving me hope about this game is that it's rocksteady developing it now you need to give up <laughs> yeah no, maybe you're right. Maybe. Everyone, everyone can fall from grace. CD Projekt Red. Um, True. There's some others as well True. that I can't think of on top of my head. Um, this is set to launch yeah. on May 26th, and I, you have to imagine that we will be seeing more of this game soon if it is going to hit that May 26th date. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, Kev, yes. Shock, you want to you want to take us so, into this uh, next story? Into the world of the uh, uh, of the terrible. Uh, so a scammer made an escape from Tarkov page on Steam to rip off players. So someone had a uh, little eight bit video game to uh, we could run around a dungeon and try to escape a cave or something. Mm -hmm. uh, the game was called Escape Something. We don't know what it was anymore because they changed it. Uh, mm -hmm. They changed. Uh, the name of the company that made the the game to Battlestate Games, who which is the name of the creators of Escape from Tarkov, they updated uh, their Steam page with all the uh, the trailers and the flavor text from Tarkov, <laughs> and uh, that happened uh, yesterday morning, I believe. Uh, so within five hours, I believe they uh, Steam had taken them down. Uh, ban them ban the page and everything like that yeah hopefully refunded all the people who bought the game which went from i believe the a big title was five dollars or something like that shot up to 45 dollars, which is wow. the standard price for escape yeah. from tarkov yeah it's wild it looks like it was originally named eft and then it was changed to just straight up escape from tarkov and the yeah. store description was edited from start escaping from tartarus prison where you are in prison to escape from Tarkov is a story-based experience that challenges all comers to escape the city with their lives. Um, this is wild. Just blatant, right? Yeah. Just absolutely blatant. Now, now Kevin, and... Kevin, um, was this you? <laughs> I have, was this uh, why you were I'm... sick? <laughs> this is the ideas I come up with when I have too much time in my hands. Man, this is just a bad idea. You're gonna you're gonna all the money's gonna go right back, right? I imagine and so. Sure. Yeah, it's just it's just a bad idea. Like, ugh, there's probably gonna be some kind of legal action. I don't know. I don't know. It also speaks to just how easy it is to pit shovelware up on Steam, right? And I, I understand that like Steve is Steam is such a huge marketplace and it's it, they don't have um a lot of oversight on that stuff. That's why you get a lot of these like anime bullet hell shooters and stuff like that. There are just excuses to see anime girls in bikinis. Um, but that's what anime is for. <laughs> uh, fair. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy will, how easy it is to just do that. I will give uh, steam credit though, uh, because I, I said, you know, within a few hours, they did take it down. Mm -hmm. The only bad review that was left on that game, uh, there was only one. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think you can only leave a bad review once you actually own the game. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to have played it for a little while too. Mm -hmm. 
uh, yeah, or at least opened it. Yeah. So, you know, at least that means that a bunch of, I don't think that there were a ton of people fooled by this. Uh, there were more videos, I think, than anything that came up immediately. Uh, you know, because obviously when Tarkov players have been waiting for a Steam version for a long time, you have to go to some like really sketchy websites to download the game right now. So, um, yeah, I think that this is pr- probably a good thing for uh, just to show that, you know, the system worked for Steam. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, um, it, it's it's not on Steam. Is it just on that sketchy site you mentioned? Like, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's it's just on EscapeFromTarkov.com. dot com. It's mm. not available anywhere else. And when you go to EscapeFromTarkov.com, dot com, you usually text the person who told you to go there. Like, wait, is this <laughs> right? Yeah, you're oh, signing up for identity yeah. theft. This this looks like the American military trying to make like America's army uh website yeah but when you like log in the the captcha is from like 1995 and it's it's super sketchy wait this game's not even 1.0 it's 0.13 ah uh, you know what game is fully released these days right everything's in beta warframe's been in beta for 11 years you know uh oh you know God. what game was fully released high on life uh, oh, 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 what was it you said? Oh, I'm uh, you, uh, uh yeah. La- that game? Is that game I over? did. Oh, I uh, did. Kevin, Kevin, what was it? He said I'm a huge fan of Justin Ryan. Ride not, or die. I never, I never ride or die that. with Justin Ryan. I never said that. <laughs> I never, not once. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so Rick and Morty creator leaves studio behind 2022's uh, biggest Game Pass launch after allegations. So those who don't know, I think we talked about it. Two weeks ago, this is the first time, or is it this first time we talked about yeah, it? The first podcast? time we're talking about it. Okay. it happened last week. So, yeah. Justin Roiland uh, was charged with domestic abuse charges, which actually occurred back in um, twenty twenty. I think it was twenty twenty. Yeah, mm. and so I think because he had a hearing recently, that's when it came back to the forefront, and the charges. As somebody who actually was just in court on a domestic violence charge earlier this week. Uh, these charges are are no joke. Um, he's basically being charged with not just domestic assault, but also um, false imprisonment, right? And Whoa. Yikes. Um, he, after this report came out, uh, you know, now a week after, uh, he has been dropped by Adult Swim and Rick and Morty, who will no longer be voicing the lead characters. Uh, Dan Harmon will be credited as the sole creator going forward on that series. And he was also dropped from... um, He resigned from Squanch Games, which he helped found. And uh, the the statement from them is, the passion team at Squanch will keep developing games we know our fans will love while continuing to support and improve high own life. Um... The other thing that happened, and it's not in this article as well, but uh, Hulu also dropped him. Mm. And from Solar Opposites? From Solar Opposites, um, which I believe he was credited as being co-creator and voiced the majority of the cast on that as well. And obviously, as a criminal defense attorney, I'm, I'm always, you know, uh, you know, uh, innocent until proven guilty, but when there's smoke there's usually fire and for him to quickly resign like this and not hit up a fight or make any statements after being dropped from 
those other two projects. I don't anticipate that um, things are going to get any better for him anytime mm. soon. Side note, they also said, uh, it says after the charges were laid, uh, multiple people came forward with their own allegations of abuse by Royland. Uh, yes. I know one of yep. the writer's assistants uh, as well uh, posted something on Twitter about just like the writer's room in general and just like how unwelcoming it was. Um, you know, it's this, it's messed up, but this is like, you see this all the time, especially with like these comedy writers, right? I feel like, um, and it's, I don't know, man, it, it's, it's wild. I don't understand how a little bit of fame and a little bit of power can you know, it's not even to drive someone to do... All it does is it makes them empowered to be their worst self. And nine times out of ten, they already had that in them, right? Yeah. Well, we, um, we don't know, like, when it when any of this stuff started. He could have been a dick before Rick and Morty ever... Oh, died, yeah, right? true. So, true. You know, I don't want to paint, like, you know, his motives or anything like that or when... Or I, I can tell you anything. almost 100% that he was before Rick and Morty. But that I right, bet you yeah. he felt emboldened after the fame and stuff like that um all right i guess i don't know yeah on some more positive news it's unfortunate yeah goldeneye finally comes to xbox and switch um is coming to modern consoles on friday january 27th uh we talked about this in the podcast in the past so nintendo switch owners will be able to play the game as part of the nintendo switch online and expansion pack and that version is uh more or less identical to the original release except it's has online multiplayer mm -hmm. on the switch where everybody wants to play their <laughs> online games um i've been trying to on xbox for so long. <laughs> can, yeah. can i can i can i just ask can i just ask a question yeah does anyone really care about goldeneye at this point i hate it uh so listen that i think the idea uh listen is it it's yeah. not going to sell gangbusters yeah. right it's not going to set the world on fire but I think the idea of uh, of these of the Xbox version that's coming, right? Um, it's going to be available on Game Pass. It's going to be a free update to owners of Rare Replay Collection. It's going to have alternative control options to kind of make it a more more like a modern shooter. It's going to have achievements. It's going to be native 16 by 9 uh, and upscaled to 4K HD resolution, right? Well, you have to do that, or else it's right. like mm -hmm. terrible. Yeah. Um, if it had online multiplayer, I think that would be an interesting thing to mess around with friends, right? To kind of like go through and 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 do slappers only or or golden gun only and just be like, I remember this. This is a nice little nostalgia thing, right? Um, but the fact that it's coming to Xbox with all those updates, but no online multiplayer, and then the inverse is true on the Switch is the most ridiculous and hilarious thing ever. Hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, at least at least on the Switch, you could play it in its original resolution, <laughs> though it's taxing for the Switch. See, GoldenEye um, is why I don't play shooters because I always <laughs> got my butt handed to me by my friend for years <laughs> in years playing it back in the day. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'll pass. Um, and yeah, as I said, it it is coming to Xbox Game Pass on January twenty seventh. It's hilarious. Four players. To me. <laughs> it's hilarious to me that this game keeps like coming back to the forefront i know that it's you know it's part of my 
uh, first for, foray into mm-hmm. shooters. I know it's it's places extremely important in the his, history books of gaming, but mm-hmm. oh my god, it's the most difficult game <laughs> to play. It's so hard to look at a thing. It's impossible almost. You have to be like an octopus and you have to think in a, in a way that you thought of 25 years ago. No one does this anymore. Like, yeah. This game is see, terrible. See, that's why I think that the idea of the Xbox version with modern controls, I think, is is slightly more interesting because at least you would actually be able to like aim and shoot mm. in, in 2023. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, I don't know. I, listen, am I going to download this and, and mess around with it? Maybe do some split screen with, uh, with my son and then yell at him for screen peeking? Yeah, <laughs> probably. That's um, why I give Nintendo credit. Get the little, get your five dollars in while you can. Yeah, Nintendo, get yeah. that little five dollars. Yeah, that's you true. Know? All right, next bit of news, Kevin. You want to take this one too? Oh yes. Uh, let me just pull this up because I had it ready. You know, <laughs> uh, the day before delayed. Yeah, so t- tell us a bit about this game, uh, Kevin. The, the, I mean, we've all history. been we've all been waiting for the day before. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Oh, I read this and laughed, and I forgot the story. The day before. Oh, yes. I don't even know what this game is. This is the greatest thing I've read all day. The day before, uh, delayed to November amid a trademark dispute and legal issues. So the uh, the post-apocalyptic zombie game The Day Before, which has been criticized for its reported use of unpaid workers, Mm-hmm. What <laughs> has been delayed? Volu- they're volunteers, Kevin. They're volunteers. Yes. Oh well, you, you gotta <laughs> gotta have something to make them work. Uh, has been delayed until November 2023, in mm-hmm. part due to a trademark issue. It seems mm-hmm. the game has been pushed from March back to November. So the trademark issue there they speak of. I'm just gonna you know uh, s- uh, streamline this a little bit. Mm-hmm. They came out and they announced the game the uh the day before zombie game let's go uh and then someone said oh the game the name of the game is the day before interesting i'm gonna file that with the u.s patent office (laughs) and you know get the trademark to that name so i have the rights to it so when this uh this triple a title would like to to you know pursue that uh, they'll have to come talk to me. You, you know, when the director, so... John Wick, wants to direct the day before movie, you know, everything is just buttoned up. <laughs> it's it's yeah. so wild that they would go out and announce this without getting the trademark for it first. Yeah, that's dumb. So, so uh, uh, a lot of people think there is no game and people are just getting fleeced right mm. out of this because they went because it was supposed to release this week uh and 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 now they come out and they realize they don't have to pat it so um it, it, it's just a giant mess that's hilarious and you know the funny thing is um i'm, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here but there's a show called suits a lot of people know it anyway it's a lawyer show and in mm-hmm. one episode like the second episode um this uh this company has an ipo and they have this new phone coming out and they show the phone to a bunch of investors and then the lawyer tells the other lawyer okay now file this with the uspto see you later and then uh and and shocker they get beat to it by somebody else and this real lawyer in real life was watching it on youtube reacting and he says that would never happen <laughs> well apparently it does <laughs> 
No, uh, the, the best is this tweet uh, from today where they're like, for the gameplay video, we will consult with lawyers first and then we can publish it. Can't you just take the name out? They, the literally, could just, they literally could just take the name out and just un, un, untitled project this thing. That's exactly what happened to Anthem, which is wild. Anthem wasn't supposed to be called Anthem. They're supposed to be called, uh, I forget. I'm not going to remember. Uh, but they found out like two weeks, I think, ahead of the show, ahead of E3. They didn't have the rights to whatever the name was, so they had to change it to one of their alternates. Like, what is, I, who is asleep at the wheel? I don't know, man. I mean, somebody in the league has to be somebody in the league. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, what's funny is, uh, you know, Bethesda is like right down the road. I could go try to get a job there. Um, oh yeah, speaking oh, uh, Anthem of was Bethesda. originally called Beyond. Mm. Yes, yeah. that was that's it. what that's what it was. Uh, but the fake meat people had that patent. Uh, moving on, Microsoft mass layoffs reportedly impact Bethesda and Halo Infinite teams. Ten thousand employees are losing their mm. job. Um, there was a number of layoffs over the past week that's or crazy. so. Um, in in video games and video game media um and so according to bloomberg microsoft layoffs are affecting xbox divisions games teams reported cuts as starfield developer bethesda game studios and halo infinite developer 343 industries the number of layoffs impacting the games teams is unknown and when contact clarification microsoft spokesperson declined to comment uh a Bloomberg reporter Jason Shire said on Twitter that sources said that 343 Industries was hit hard. Now, we're going to focus our next couple stories on the 343 Industries because ex-Halo developers slam incompetent leadership after layoffs. Um, so, on top of the layoffs, Joseph Stanton also left the company. Now, when he first came on board, the announcement for him coming on board did say that he was coming back for a bit. And so it didn't seem like he had any intention of staying there for a while, but the timing probably, you know, couldn't be any worse. And uh, former Halo 5 developer, now working at Apex Legends, had uh, stated that, as a Halo fan, I'm really tired of Microsoft business practices and policies slowly killing the thing I love. And between the contracting policy they abused for tax incentives and layoffs in the face of gigantic profits, executive bonuses, they set up Halo for failure. Uh, a couple other developers had, former developers had chimed in about just the state of everything there. And it seems like most of the complaints were actually on, you know, higher ups within the company and actually Microsoft themselves and the heavy reliance on contractors that messed up um, the system. And it seems like most of the things being messed up were actually on the campaign side. Um, which impacted the multiplayer side yeah, of, I think of they, development. I think they said the issue with the contractors was they would only hire them for like 18, I think it was 18 months, mm -hmm. and then they'd be let go. Like they wouldn't be brought on full time. So you got these talented people to come in, and then you just shuffle them out for like ta for tax reasons uh, to save a buck. But like at the end of the day, it was just, you just keep losing talent uh, on mm -hmm. a cycle. So you spend, what, three months wrapping them up? And yep. then, then you only really got them for not as long. No, I mean, this is a, a huge, yeah. huge bummer because it's we've talked about it on this podcast before that, like, the core gameplay at the heart of Halo Infinite is absolutely fantastic. 
It's still to this day one of the best feeling shooters I've played. Um, and everything about that campaign and the promise that it held was, was un in my opinion, was unbelievable. And even that multiplayer, the promise of it was there, but the realization never happened, right? There, there's the idea that this is, you know, the foundation for the next 10 years of Halo has turned out to be a lie because we have not been getting uh, content releases at a consistent pace. Things like Forge coming out, which looks awesome and has already started to produce some awesome experiences, uh, was honestly too little too late. And it seems like it's not, and clearly it's not a lack of talent at 343 Industries as a whole, but a mismanagement across the board. And it's a, a huge bummer. And honestly, one of the the biggest fumbles in, in gaming recently, right? They uh, should be their God, like this should have been their God of War 2018. <laughs> you know, like their, that was their moment and they were close. Like, I mean, we called it our game of the year yep. based off the strength of that initial multiplayer in that campaign. Yep. Um, based off that first three months. Yeah. And then yeah. nothing. What we didn't know is, yeah, we got nothing after that. Yeah. And that is a huge, huge bummer. Um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate <clears throat> when, like, who's driving the ship, I think, is really it just the, the companies that are governed by the stock market. They usually just drive their games in the, off a mm -hmm. cliff because they just they're not run by a um, you know somebody who just knows the the space and yep it's just it's just ridiculous. This is why it, I like this should have been a slam dunk. This is why I like <laughs> indies. There's a very small ship. It's more of a rowboat, but they don't drive off the cliff very often. Yeah. No. Right. Agreed. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah. you see. You see this, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm uh, one of the things that worries me is, so we had a a. Let's let's move away from Microsoft, right? Let's look at at Sony. Sony makes a ton of like prestige narrative focused games mm -hmm. to the point where they started to become a little bit one note, right? Now it seems like their focus has transitioned to starting to get into the like online and live service side of games, and their focus is transitioning over to that. And now I'm worried that we're going to start seeing stuff like that over there as well. Because while I have some qualms about that about Sony and some of their games, you cannot deny the level of quality that's over there in those studios and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so it's like you said, when when money starts becoming, and obviously this, they're a business. I'm not saying they shouldn't be making money, right? Um, but the best studios and the best teams are ones that are, make money and are well-managed mm -hmm. and three, four, three industries and, and the stuff going on over there, that doesn't seem to be the case to the point where I don't even know if I want them to continue. So we'll go into the next story, right? So three, four, three industries has come out and denied reports that. They are they are no longer the ones steering the ship in Halo games. A report had come out that uh, they were easing back on active development on Halo, aside from Halo Infinite multiplayer, and that new games in the series would be outsourced to third-party studios under their supervision. Right. 
Um, and they've come out and released statements saying that Halo and Master Chief are here to stay, and 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. Um, I at, at this point, I maybe maybe the the right move is to outsource new games to new studios and and new team stuff like that, and it, then and and then why? just have 343 overlook because if 343 is a shell of what they were, and at this point, we've had Halo 4 and Halo 5, which I liked, but were not up to the franchise's standards. And then Halo Infinite, which came out and was and was awesome, but then fell off a cliff. Then, like, if they can't get the job done, then somebody else needs to, you know? I also want to point out that this statement that they released saying that Halo Master Chief are here to stay, nobody was questioning that. And that 343 Industries was continuing to develop Halo now and in the future um, doesn't actually mean that these rumors are necessarily false, yeah. right? They can still develop Halo now and in the future while mm -hmm. essentially just being supervision and oversight. The, the thing that drives me nuts is Halo 2... Like, I didn't have an Xbox uh, back in high school. Oh, so I had friends that were talking about Halo 2 and the story and the lore of the, the Halo universe. And it, it just seemed like it was like this giant cinematic experience, uh, a great, great storytelling. And I just, I just never seen that uh, with 343, with 4, with 5. Like, Halo 5 had one of the best marketing campaigns. I had a better story than the actual game. Um, <laughs> And then with Infinite, it was just like you had this amazing cliffhanger at the end of 5. Um, and you're like, well, let's see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. And you don't get to even... You find out what happens in a cutscene. But, like, you don't you don't even get to play that. Like, you yeah. don't get to experience that as it unfolds. And it's just mm -hmm. like... They, they have the mechanics down. Like, everything they've done, they've gotten Halo feeling exactly how it should in the modern era. Like, and I right. think modernizing... Halo after Call of Duty 4 came out and changed the landscape of what it means to be an online multiplayer shooter. Like, 343 finally nailed it. But, it, you know, Joseph, uh, one, I think uh, it was Jason Schreier piece, they said, like, Joseph Staten uh, and team were, like, working on campaign DLC, like, these pods that will expand the story uh, and things to do in the single player or, and, or multiplayer now. Uh, universe, but it's just like, but that was canceled because they didn't see that as a way to make more money. And I get it, but like, w we're not getting new maps. We're not getting new uh, story. Then what? What is Halo? Like, is it just Forge content at this point? Which is fine because, like, I feel like the community has been making absolutely insane stuff. Like, someone just literally remade the final area in Elden Ring. Uh, in in Halo Infinite Forge, uh, it, it, it's just mind blowing. But it's it's like, how come the community can do this using Forge, but we can't get multiple maps a year out of three four three? Because the community it doesn't make any sense, and they're not doing it for money. See, that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to ask, who is Halo trying to follow in the footsteps of? Right? It should be itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they don't have any footsteps. The last time, I mean. What game have they had in the past, besides the current one, have they had in the past 20 years that's really, you know, meant anything? I mean, the well, last... I guess 20 years was where, where they kind of... The, 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 the last one being Halo 3. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Um, 
Right. So, I mean, like, you know, what, you know, where's your roadmap? They're trying to follow in the footsteps of Call of Duty. There's yeah, but, a, Call but, of Duty doesn't have map updates. Yeah, but they are, well, no, Call, Call they used to. They, they, yeah. They barely ever have map updates anymore because they don't have to. Well, yeah. they put a bunch of money into their advertising budget. They're the game. They're the I, game you put on when it's time to play the game. But you even know? even Call of Duty now, most of their money now comes from Warzone and Warzone 2, right? Yeah. And so if they were going to follow those footsteps, then they should have released a, a Battle Royale. I, I don't know if the landscape needs another one, but I don't. I can't tell you another game that is more set up for a Battle Royale than Halo, considering how, how big the environments are in, in Infinite and the fact that you already have vehicles built into your gameplay loop you have an assorted arsenal built into your gameplay loop um if you were trying to follow in those footsteps you just should have followed in those footsteps well i think that i don't know if they need a br i think brs were dying when it came out but i and and you know we had too many duty went away from that they went toward dmz which is more of a tarkov style gameplay loop which is what's hot right now but yeah, I do agree that they don't need to do just deathmatch, which is where they're at. Um, I don't know about this forge thing, but like, it sounds like it sounds like they just need to take a fresh take on themselves. Like, you know, like you guys are saying, the we're campaign all, we're all kind of saying the same thing. Do do what you do best. Mm-hmm. Show yeah. us like the lead. Don't follow. You know, yeah. that's what's gonna get you. That's what's gonna get you the best. The, the most players, the most money, the most accolades, everything. You know. Yeah, and I, I really do think that just honestly more content. I mean, the amount of the skeleton that they release as far as maps are concerned and stuff like that uh, would have been fine if they had released more within the first couple months. But for us to go six months before any new maps and then even then it being one new map in the arena game type is like is a disaster. Um, and And it seems like a lot of that can be attributed to mismanagement. All right. Speaking of, well, not quite a disaster, but things not going as smoothly, Warhammer 40k Darktide Xbox launch has been delayed so developers can iron out the problems on the PC version. I know they you came, were looking forward to this. They came out and released an open letter to our I mean, I, I just ended up starting playing it on PC, but uh, they released an open letter uh, to our players, uh, out to their players out on Twitter, and it says, We take enormous pride in our ability at Fat Shark to deliver a game that millions can enjoy. This is what we set out to do with Warhammer 40k dark tide to create a highly encouraging and stable game with a level of depth that keeps you playing for weeks not hours we fell short of meeting those expectations over the next few months our sole focus is to address the feedback that many of you have in particular we will focus on delivering a complete crafting system a more rewarding progression loop and continue to work on game stability and performance optimization this also means that we would delay our seasonal content rollout and the xbox series x s launch we will also suspend the upcoming releases of premium cosmetics we just couldn't continue down this path, knowing that we have not addressed many feedback areas in the game today. Thank you for playing and providing feedback. We really appreciate it. It has and we continue to help shape the game we love. Um, so I we talked about this on the podcast when this game launched. I was surprised that there was no news about the Xbox One because it was my understanding they were supposed to launch at least close to each other, right? I ended up downloading it and playing it on PC. For the first like week, we couldn't consistently get on the game and play. We were able to to play some matches, and I did find that game to be fun. I mean, it's very much in the same vein of their previous games and like Vermintide and stuff like that. 
except I just enjoy the 40k universe more than um, the Vermintide universe, right? Um, I think that this is a those smart move. Uh, I I think this is a smart move though, right? Because their games are the type of games, and Vermintide One, Vermintide Two is like that's where their player bases play for a while, right? And they're games that are meant to be. There are games like uh, what's the What's the bank robber one? Payday. Four play- payday. Uh, yes, like Payday, where like you don't hear about them, you don't think about them, but for some strange reason, they have this like dedicated and fairly large fan base, right? Those Not large, Call of Duty large, but but large for what they are, right? And so for them to kind of step back and say, look, we we just we need to fix this before we release anything else, especially considering that fans are upset with not just the technical issues, which technical issues in 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 this situation are kind of unforgivable um but also in some of the gameplay loop issues uh when it comes to get, uh, achieving weapons and stuff like that because at the end of the day this game is also a like looter shooter in a sense and that's how you upgrade and get stronger and so um i don't know man i think the potential is there for this game to have an audience and to be a lot of fun and so I mean, I'm down for them to, to get it right. And if it means not releasing it on console, then that's what it means. You know, at least not right away. Jo- Josh, remind me, do you, did you say you played 40K? Uh, I've been really tempted to get into 40K a couple times, but more for the tactical ones or the card-based ones than the mm-hmm. kind of first-person shooter stuff, yeah. Okay, okay. I was just uh, trying to remember. Okay, because my first thought when I saw this, mm-hmm. when I, when I'm, well, just now as I'm hearing this, is... This is extremely dangerous. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of PUBG back in 2019. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a campaign they had called Fix PUBG where they stopped putting out new content. And it was only for like three, turned out to be like six months. Um, but they said, we're just going to fix the game. We're going to take care of all the things that everybody's been complaining about. You guys, you know you guys are just frustrated about we're just gonna fix it uh they put out this uh bug report where you could keep track of what bugs they were fixing you know just everything quality of life issues um and at the end of those six months the player base had like dropped like 30 percent yeah they just continued to drop because if you don't have new content people will leave like even if your game is getting better from a quality of life perspective people want new content yeah so. i i i think the problem with this game versus i mean even versus PUBG, and as somebody who used to play PUBG, and it it wasn't the smoothest of experiences ever <laughs> yeah, um yeah, ever yeah. but yeah i mean this game was like this, there were situations where we like i said we just couldn't get into the game and then we would get into the game and then we would it would we would get dropped after like one level and stuff like that and so i think this is more of a situation where it's not just like I mean, this game is a broken game. And I, I mean, here, here's the counterpoint argument, though, right? Yeah. There was a game I used to play, and uh, I would it would be 9 a.m. I would try to boot it, boot it up, and I couldn't get into the game until about <coughs> 11. But I kept trying to boot it up because mm-hmm. I wanted to play it, and it was just it was just so good, I I just couldn't put it down, no matter how much it would crash on me, how much it wouldn't let me in, how much this, my pride, progress would get deleted. 
And yes, it was Pokemon Go, and it's a special <laughs> game, but but it's yeah, still... right. No, so I, I I should clarify. I don't know if this statement is necessarily saying that they're not going to be releasing more content from a gameplay perspective as they fix it. What they're talking about not they're talking about delaying some of their seasonal yeah. content. So there is some content not coming. Uh, but what they're really talking about is pausing the release of premium cosmetics, which I think is just a saving face thing, right? Because it's hard to release paid-for premium cosmetics for a game that is is broken, right? Um, I, I mean, I we've seen them, we've seen yeah, yeah. we've seen game companies do that. I mean, yeah. you know, I um, mean, and Vermintide Two had such a long tail, um, like a solid community around yeah. it for so long. So, I mean, I think this will only benefit them in the end. I mean, I hope that I, I hope it does. Because, like I said, yeah. there is something about this game that I like really enjoy, and I'm somebody who's new to the 40k universe, and it it being this like over the top, super serious, just insanely religious dystopian. Like, yeah. I, 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 it is. I mean, I was having a lot of fun. I find that world super interesting with its over the top nature. So yeah, I, I mean, I hope that they do work out the kinks and, and get it fixed i just hope i just hope their next update after that is good enough to bring back mm -hmm. some players that they might have lost yeah agreed i actually think that if they are able to write the ship and get things running and then they can release it on console on game pass right because it will release it, into it, game yeah, pass. It will. then it gets an influx of players then maybe you have people talking about it again people maybe we get stories about it it being this like you know um comeback story you know there's always what is it rainbow six siege right there's gotta, always something that people can point to yeah you gotta find the right window to release it in like you don't want to do it when it's when it's crazy crowded like if you yeah. go f if they can get this ready for like a dead summer month like it'll be perfect for console players all right my favorite segment of the show whenever we do it is what's coming to game pass All right, we, coming. <laughs> available today, we've got Hi-Fi Rush, which I've already talked about, highly recommend, and it's on Game Pass, so everybody should go out and give it a try. We've got GoldenEye 007 coming January 27th. We've got RoboQuest, uh, which is releasing its game preview, is coming January 30th. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition is coming to Cloud and Console January 31st. Uh, Inclunati is coming... Inclunati. Is coming cloud console and PC January thirty first. <clears throat> Excuse me. This one caught me off guard. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R is coming to cloud console and PC. Hmm. Now this is that uh, like remaster of that fighting game, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that came With new to, characters. Yeah, it yeah. had come to like PlayStation and maybe even Switch it was last on Switch, year. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's coming to uh, Xbox on cloud console and PC, and it's coming to Game Pass January 31st. Um, I'm willing to give that a shot. Darkest Dungeon is coming to cloud console and PC February 2nd. Great game. Gr Grid Legends is coming to cloud on February 2nd, and Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year Edition is coming February 7th. This one was pulled uh, from, I think, either December or early January. I think it was early January, and yeah. it had we it had said that they were going to be releasing it at a later date. Um, I, I'm I'm stupidly excited for Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> like uh, my my son just like he, he got gifted like toy like a 
50 set box of toy cards that you like you pull back and he's like he really into playing with them so I, like he really hasn't seen me play video games so i kind of want to show him this and see just like what his re general reaction is um so uh i'm, I'm really pumped for this one <laughs> okay and as game path giveth it also taketh away leaving january 31st is donut county uh i highly recommend playing that especially if you want an easy thousand achievement points yep. i really enjoy that game uh taiko no tatsujin the drum master is leaving i tried to play that when it first came to game pass on pc and it just would it, not work for me it didn't launch it was yeah. bugged and so never got around to playing it uh telling lies is leaving cloud console and pc and worms wmd is leaving cloud console and pc i cannot believe the worms franchise is still around that is like one of my earliest like pc gaming memories mm -hmm. you know and is, uh, playing worms and yeah. so that actually might be one of the first games i played online against strangers was one of the worms games damn yeah. i had it on dreamcast i dreamcast. I, I forget i forget which version of worms it was but it was so much fun uh that's what we i had four controllers my friends would come over and we just play that uh after school all the time the best way to play games local i miss it <laughs> I, I miss it yeah uh Next bit of news, The Last of Us co-creator says lack of credit for HBO show is an argument for unionization. Um, Bruce Straley, co-director and co-creator of Last of Us, the original 2013 PlayStation 3 game, is not mentioned in the credits for the new HBO TV adaptation. Um, his co-director, Neil Druckmann, however, who is actively involved in the show as executive producer and co-creator, also gets a mention as, a, as the writer of the original, based on the PlayStation Studios video game created by Naughty Dog and written by Neil Druckmann. Um, yeah, so uh, Shirley says, it's an argument for unionization that someone who was part of the co-creation of that world and those characters isn't getting a credit or a nickel for the work they put into it, Shirley said. Maybe we need unions in the video game industry to be able to protect creators. Um, this seems like a Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, a video game situation. Yeah, I, I did. when I So when I saw this... Uh, article pop up and this news pop up i was actually kind of surprised that they make no mention of of Bailey and and his involvement with the property because it always was one of those things where like it was a big deal that straley and Druckmann were working on this uh working on the first one and kind of moving away from under like amy henning shadow right yeah. because he was the one leading everything on Uncharted, and that's where both of them had started off, was working on Uncharted games, and then went off and did this. And it was a, they were the two big deal names. Obviously, Straley left, and, and Druckmann became kind of the, the face of the Last of Us franchise. But nevertheless, I did find it interesting that uh, he was not mentioned or credited at all in this show. I mean, it, I think for studios, that's probably cheaper. Oh that yeah, I mean, because then they don't need to pay this guy <laughs> right. who's not involved, <laughs> right? Of course. I mean, a credit is free, right? Like, why? Mm. But why would? I don't understand. So, he does. Okay, it says that the guy Bruce Daly and mm -hmm. I am looking for the other name Neil Drunk. Neil Drunkman. Drunkman. Yep. Mm -hmm. They created. Uh, oh no, they co-directed. Who co-created Last of Us with him? It no, was the it was Chernobyl uh, showrunner. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
So, do they own The Last of Us, or is it owned by Sony or whoever? So, no, no, no. So Sony owns the the property of The Last of Us, yeah, and 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 the original right. game was was co-directed and and co-written by both Australia and and uh, and co-created well, by by Australia and Druckmann. Um, in that case, I'm gonna play complete devil's advocate. Why should he get a credit if he doesn't own the IP and he did not? participate I, in the making of the show i think i think the problem is is that the credit on the show says based on the patient studios video game created by naughty dog and written by neil Druckmann. and so they credit they yeah. credit Druckmann. does it say that it does the show is does created by naughty dog yes and okay, so okay, that's kind of messed up and yeah. so <laughs> yes and so it basically it basically it credits Druckmann because Druckmann's still around and makes it seem like he was the only one who wrote and created it. Um, well, it looks like uh, Druckmann, Druckmann was a uh, EP on the show. Yeah, he is also an EP on the show. Yes, and and actively involved in it. And so I understand. I'm not saying I obviously Druckmann gets credited and stuff like that. Right, right. I just I do find it. It is kind of a bummer, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like Kevin, like how would you feel if Jasko reached out like, hey, we want to make your calculator the official calculator? For the MHA, a TCG, but like, then like you Don't see it, and you, you you see it, and it's just this like created by Jasco Games, and like no credit to you whatsoever, you know? Yeah, that'd be a lawsuit. I don't know. That'd be problematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. That that being said, uh, I do understand that he has no leg to stand on because yes, Sony owns. Uh, has complete ownership of the IP and out of the of the IP and of the property, right? And I mean, so, have you seen? Uh, did he ask though? Did he like? Has he complained about not having the credit? I mean, I imagine uh, just uh, before yeah, it got but, to reporters, it would have been yeah, raised. Probably, but maybe not. Maybe he just like maybe some a reporter noticed it and then came out and asked them. Uh, you know, hey, we noticed that you're not credited. It. How do you feel about this? And so, oh, never mind. That quote you wrote was from Straley. Never mind. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so, I mean, I understand Sony doesn't have to do this. It, I think it only seems, and I understand Druckmann is actively involved in the show and stuff like that. I just, I, I can understand him being a little bit upset about it. Um, and he's, he's right. Maybe, maybe there does need to be unionization so stuff like that. This doesn't happen. Um, I just feel like it's common decency. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, but then, uh, but then I think you got to pay them. <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, pay, pay, pay the man, because this thing, this series is gonna be Game of Thrones levels in five weeks time, and like, and HBO and Warner. Yeah, are but you're, Rick, you're not, Rick you're and not. Doe. I mean, how many seasons are you getting out of this show? They'll find a way. <laughs> yeah. Like the last two seasons of Seinfeld, after Larry David left, I think his name is still on the, uh, is still on the front. It says created by Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, right? Like yeah, I mean, well, that's he didn't get paid for those seasons. That's but he still yeah, made the show. That's that's because, you know, unionization and the way that those those unions work, right? There is none. Right, exactly, and, and, exactly. Yeah. All right, moving on. To our last story of the week this is a bummer man this i is, saw this, this is and painful it, it hurt me uh pokemon fan <laughs> says u.s customs destroyed four thousand dollar classic game 
An original sealed copy of Pokemon Yellow, reportedly worth nearly $4,000, was ruined by U.S. Customs and Border Patrol after its seal was not only cracked, but its case broken, and the front of the box sliced clean off in a wanton display of aggression against collectibles. That owner, uh, who goes by the Master of Unlocking, told Kotako he was disappointed to see such senseless damage done to the now-ruined collector's item. Uh... Friend of his tweeted a picture showing the ruined Pokemon Yellow copy on January nineteenth, and you can see that it was uh, it was graded. It was graded a nine point two by Wada, and it was in the case, and it was uh, broken. The case itself was broken open, and yeah, the cover was sliced off. Um, As oof. someone that just ordered a manga shanks up eBay, <laughs> this did not. Uh, it is domestic at least, but like. It just did not make me feel happy about buying collector's items at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I love physical editions, so seeing anything get damaged like that just hurts me physically. <laughs> it's not good. I, I, oh man, I, and the pro, the worst part is, is there's just, there's just like, there's no recourse. Mm -hmm. There's nothing he can do about it. Because uh, all U.S. Customs has to say is that they were checking it to make sure that he wasn't smuggling drugs. Can't they just like X-ray it? <laughs> like, I think so, yeah. they had the, they had the technology. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be, and I order stuff from Wish.com all the time. It doesn't come to me like this. I, I is that a child in your background? Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's which was the, which one was the I was uh. That Oh, no, that's all. Wait, was it Wayfair? Wayfair, yeah, Wayfair. Yeah, that's Wayfair. Uh, anyway, we're not going down that road. <laughs> nope, uh, not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw this story, man, and, and immediately I just, like, my gut hurt, and I feel for the guy. Like, oh, boy. I'm suing. I'm suing. Yeah, that's, that's... the problem is I just don't think there's any legal recourse, uh, and, that, and that's the problem. Well, because all they have to do is say that... They thought that there was a chance that it, that drugs were being smuggled inside it, and they could do that, right? Okay, here's the plan. They can just destroy property. Yeah, Rob U.S. Customs for, and, and Border can do that. Rob runs for Congress. We get him. We we get him elected. We, we work. We get it done. Uh, he slowly works to change the laws on collectibles on how they're handled by mm -hmm. customs. And then we run drugs and collectibles. <laughs> exactly. And that's, how we, and that's how we make our millions. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. I If they ever did any digging into my, my history, my background, there's no shot I ever get elected to any public office. Anyway, uh, that wraps up all our news for the week. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Those who were hanging out in the chat and, and watching the stream live. Those who listen after. Josh, thank you for being on the show. Sure. Uh, Kevin, as always, thank you for popping in and being on the show. Hope you feel better, buddy. Always. Shock two K five on our social. <laughs> I was I was gonna get well, to that. We, we I was gonna get to that. I know. Bilal, thank you for being on. <laughs> no problem. Um, I know that you also are, are getting over an illness. That's why we didn't have an episode last week. Uh, and before we leave, yeah, Josh, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell people where they can follow you, where they can see some of the things that you're doing? Uh, most of my writing is either at Haypor Player or at The Workprint, and for socials, Spirit Destiny. All right. And then uh, Kevin, slowly this time, so people can actually 
Yes, uh, I am at uh, Shock2K5 on all mm-hmm. socials. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's usually where I post the most frequently. Mm-hmm. And if you're into My Hero Academia uh, trading card game content, I post on My Hero Meta, uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, you can find me there as well. I actually want to talk to you about... Uh, <coughs> I'm going to start doing some more content as well and start pitting up some of our webcam games, some of the webcam, some of the games with PJ and stuff like that. And seeing about maybe doing some more with all these set reveals and stuff like that, maybe doing like a primer or something like that prior to set four, something along those lines. Um, Bilal, where can people follow you? Follow the site? Yeah, you guys can uh, follow me over on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion. And uh, you can follow the website uh, on all socials uh, that include Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch probably forgetting one there just look up the work print um and yeah the workprint.com for all our articles reviews uh features uh i do want to plug two things really quick um this might be a conflict of interest but i don't care because it's good uh and i feel like i should say it um on peacock uh the traders us um edition uh it's a reality game show based off of like kind of like mafia it was originally done in the uk and australia uh the u.s just got a version it's fantastic uh if you like a good reality show i highly recommend it it's uh, not a conflict of interest but it should i'm just justifying a peacock employee yes uh, it should yes. be noted that he has yes. a peacock employee yes but i'm i'm saying this out of like the goodness of my heart right like if you like reality game shows this is a fantastic one right. uh, go out there and watch um, and then the second thing is I will be in Niagara next weekend for the One Piece Treasure Cup. So st- follow me on Twitter for updates. Uh, I'll p- probably be sharing out um, stuff on the socials as well uh, on how that goes. Wait, that's, when's that? That's next weekend in uh, Niagara. Next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. Okay, cool. Because yeah. uh, follow me for the My Hero Academia Hero League Championship this weekend. Oh, you go to Vegas? We'll follow. No, no, I'm just gonna be, just gonna be watching. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be watching. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's awesome, man. I can't wait yeah. to hear about your your time and stuff like that. Some of the guys how I stop- how I finish four hundred and five twelve players. No, I, no. I, I I want like I'm just like I would love to get top sixty four. Um, how many people are signed up for it? Five twelve. Five twelve. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, man. Slow. If you get if you get top sixty four. So uh just play slow. The the math is if you as long as you lose only two on day one, you should get into top sixty four. Um but it can also depend on how ties and stuff go. Um so I'm really hoping I've I got a new deck I'm gonna practice with and so, see how that goes. Also for those who don't know, one piece is a best of one. Yeah. And so there's like no, yeah. There's like no forgiveness there. It's rough. Um, I'm excited though. I'm excited to yeah. you know. Hopefully you do well. I hope you do get top sixty four. Yeah. Um, and um, just but the shout out to cool. shout out to my wife who just like <laughs> fully was like yeah go enjoy yourself. Uh, and but she did follow up that with you owe me for watching our son for an entire weekend. <laughs> Rob, how about you? Yeah, as for me, you can follow me over at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-B-I-C-E-2-0 across pretty much all socials. Um, I'm looking to pin out some more 
My Hero content, uh, both live streaming some games on the site, which I've done a couple times in the past, uh, over at twitch.tv slash the work print. And then also starting to pit some of that stuff out on YouTube, but we'll, we'll figure that out once I actually do it. Um, and yeah, that wraps up our show. Uh, as always, this show is way more fun when we have people in here watching and hanging out. So thank you guys so much. I'd say the best way to help us out, uh, besides subscriptions, obviously we love subscriptions, but also it's just tell a friend, right? Help us, uh, grow this community. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.